Hey, welcome everybody to Football After Dark, the only football show that's recorded in the general vicinity of a white and black cat. My name, my name, my name is Nick Hyper, aka uh, Professional Sports Broadcaster, aka Pretty Happy Boy, because the Browns are imploding. To my right, you don't know that, but trust me, seriously, trust me, he's to my right. Is Matt Dustman, number one Chiefs fan, investigative journalist, aka pretty confident in his sexuality before he saw Pat Mahomes play. True. Uh, usually to my left is our number one statistician and Super Bowl champion, Corey Clemens, who has been letting a lot of people down for fantasy teams. He put up a big old goose egg for a lot of people in their game against the Jaguars. So he's partially upset for that, which is why he's not here. He's also not here because, uh, as we will get to in this episode, Hugh Jackson has been fired by the Browns and Corey's out there wandering the streets of Cleveland trying to find Hugh Jackson because no one has seen him. Some say he's already grown a beard and a head right. of hair. Some say he's in the lake. That's right. Again. Again? Oh, no. <laughs> Not dead in the lake. He's just, like, wading around in the he's, lake with his Cleveland Browns stuff on. Yeah, and he's got an inner tube. He's just, yeah. oh, okay, he's just, he's just really sad drinking a Corona. <laughs> yeah, so. Corey's out there trying to find him. Uh, if Corey manages to find him or if he just doesn't end up finding him, uh, he told us that he will return to us while we are recording. So we actually don't know if he's ever going to find him. So, And then across from me is resident sad boy, your usual host. And who's probably going to uh, scream and yell a lot in this episode, so adjust your volume accordingly. It's your regular host, Justin, a.k.a. Jusby. Hey, what's up? Well, you sound so nice right now. Oh, dude, I gotta get... Alright, there's my boy and my boy, podcast boy, listened to a lot of Joe Budden said one thing, and I'll, and it, and I'll, I'll go into this more after the Jubby report. But uh, you always start with love before you start with hate. Man, that, that, that is some true shit right there. That is some deep yep. true shit. So true life. I'm, for a particular player, I'm going to start with some love, and then I'm going to go all in on the hate. <laughs> so, just just an unbridled, unadulterated hate. Against multiple people in the Packers organization. It's coming. But prior to that, we got something uh, that, of course, we start every single episode with. It's the only football news segment that you need to care about. It's a Jubby Report. Rubby Japort. <laughs> the Rubby. Wait, how'd you say that? Rubby Japort. Oh, Rubby Japort. Rubby Japort. It's the Rubby Japort. Hey. Rubby Japort. That's what I wrote with an exclamation point. I said to say happier. Rubby Japort. <laughs> Woohoo! Yay! Rubby Japort sounds like a like a weird cafe that you'd find in like Los Angeles. I'll open it. <laughs> I don't know what they'd sell. It would just be like some weird like. Earl Grey tea place. Yeah. That the only thing they have is Earl Grey tea. Open in LA, and the only person who'll probably go to it is Jared Goff. <laughs> anyway. Let's start with the biggest news of the day, friends. The, uh, the Browns have fired both Todd Haley and Hugh Jackson, and more is coming, probably. They're cleaning the house fully on the coaching staff. I, I think they're done. I heard uh, Baker Mayfield was happy about it. He said, quote, Oh, okay. <laughs> he won't miss. Hugh Jackson. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. Hey, I'm glad you had that quote. That's yeah, what's up. Yeah. He said that afterwards. Um, so there's there's two different sides of this that I've heard from people. On one end, I've heard you know that they're both of them are shitty coaches and they deserve to get fired. On the other hand, people are worried because 
Baker lost two offensive-minded coaches on the team, and they're hoping that the Browns don't pick a defensive-minded coach because these young quarterbacks need offensive coaches, and so does the NFL team, any NFL team as a whole right now. Okay, so but here's the thing. Okay, uh, so I I don't like the Browns. I don't like Cleveland sports. Really? I don't like Cleveland fans. Anybody who's listened to you could could never have. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> Anyone who listened to your intro about. Uh, four minutes and 25 seconds ago. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> if you made it past that, congratulations. So, but also, a lot of people that listen to the show regularly know that I like Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield's like one of my favorite college athletes ever. And I was actually upset that he went to the Browns, not because I had this idea that the Browns were now going to, like, beat the Steelers a lot. That doesn't cause me to be upset. What caused me to be upset was the idea that there was a potential that the Browns would just ruin Baker Mayfield. And they're probably going to. Because, uh, oh, I don't know, John Dorsey got the GM job and hired Todd Haley as the new offensive coordinator. And then fired him six months later. So that kind of sets a pretty bad precedent for that whole team. Yeah. Because John Dorsey hired him. And it fired him. Yeah, like I said uh, in our uh, – I mentioned it before the show, and I might have mentioned it in our uh, deep cuts. Oh, you can get that by being a patron for $10. Anyway, continue. That uh, Dorsey did not hire Andy Reid. He came post the Andy Reid hire. He's been good at finding quarterbacks and certain player personnel, but you mean I've the... never seen him – do make an actual head coach hiring. You mean the Hugh, the Hugh Jackson hire? You said the Andy Reid hire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, he, didn't, oh. he didn't hire Andy Reid. Oh, he really? Was, he was the no. Chiefs GM. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, he never – yeah, yeah, because, yeah, yeah, Andy Reid's been there for so fucking long. Mm-hmm. You're right. Okay, that's right. That's right. I got you. Yeah, I missed what you said. Scott Pioli was the Sorry, GM I, at the I'm time? I'm concussed. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Wait, <laughs> Sorry, you're was, it, was it Scott Pioli or was it Chris Ballard? I think it was Pioli and then it was – and then it was a uh, oh man brain fart. Who the fuck are we talking about? I am I am in concussion protocol. So, yeah, so John we've Dorsey. Never, John Dorsey. So we've never really seen him make a make a coach hire then, right? Correct. At so least this, in recent history, like a head coach hiring. Yeah, that that'll be interesting then to see. Um, it just bothers me because I can understand firing Hugh. Like, okay, whatever. Firing Hugh is eventually going to happen. Um, the problem is is that when you also fire Todd Haley who was probably going to be the new head coach and you just you just fire him for no reason. Well, there might be a re- maybe they realized why the Chiefs fired Todd Haley and then the Steelers fired Todd Haley. <laughs> I wonder. I w- I'm just saying Todd Haley's not a very good coach. He's just got a couple of gift faces out there. Anyway, the Browns never cease to disappoint me. Nope. Oh, well, fuck them. So, Browns never cease to disappoint me. Sorry, Browns fans, if you're listening, but I'm not sorry. In whoops, uh-oh news, Ty <laughs> Montgomery's after fi- under fire after his boneheaded move at the end of the Rams-Packers game. Now, I'm going to talk a lot more about this after the report, but I wanted to mention one tweet he made in se- 2017 that's really relevant right now. It says, quote, I wonder what's a mistake I've made in my life that would cause people to hate me so much and wish me ill will. Hey, Ty, you found it. He actually tweeted that, by the way. Back in 2017. Whoa. So, that's uh, some self-fulfilling prophecy right yeah, there. Yeah, that's that's if I've ever seen one. Man, got any thoughts about that? About the tweet? This magic is back, baby! Oh, God. <laughs> yes! Yes! 
The Bucks have officially announced him as the Week 9 starter, which is a good move in my eyes. Jameis has been having massive problems, most likely because it's really hard to throw a football from the bottom of the pit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's some lore. That's some fad pod lore for you. That's some that's some deep fad pod lore. If you don't know what the pit is, go back. Go back and find out what the pit is. Just go back every single episode. I mentioned you know almost what every that episode. Means, like, the Fitz magic era has returned. He's gonna have four hundred yard, four touchdown games, zero ints this week against Carolina, and then he's gonna turn back into Fitz tragic. Yeah. So don't bet on the Panthers this week. A big part of magic is a disappearing act, Mac. And ah, uh, you're right. And and he, Fitzpatrick does that every three weeks. He's <laughs> just on rotation. In aww news, after the game between the Vikings and the Saints yesterday, Stephon Diggs went over to check in with Marcus Williams, the DB that guarded him during the Minneapolis miracle last year, and reportedly shared kind words. You should always be nice to people that you burn alive. Life advice. <laughs> Like, what do you, I just want to, he goes up and pats him on, yo, man, thanks for not tackling me, Yeah, bro. thanks, thanks for missing hard. <laughs> it makes, it, well, that was a mad whiff, bro. <laughs> I mean, Marcus Williams kind of got revenge. Oh, yeah, kind of. Kind of, but it's also kind of funny because, uh, it, I don't know if you wrote this in, but, uh, Adrian Peterson actually did a very similar thing to Saquon Barkley, if you saw that video. After the Redskins-Giants uh, game, uh, Peterson and Barkley like came to like they like met in the middle of the field and they were talking and it's not wasn't anything like crazy but like Peterson just had a lot of like really nice things to say to Barkley and it it's good because like what Bar- a veteran like that yeah and also because like Barkley probably walked into this this team as the number two overall pick thinking like man we're gonna be really good and he's individually has been very good but who are they bad? And Peterson has been through a similar thing. And yeah, and Peterson's been through similar situations. So when, when the Vikings have been bad. Yeah, when the Vikings were bad uh, last year with the Cardinals, or a couple years ago with the Cardinals, whatever. Yeah, whatever he, he was, was. He was with the Saints last year, I think something like. Yeah, that. he's with the Saints, and that one year he's with the Cardinals, and. Right. Well, no, last year he played for the Saints and the Cardinals. Yeah, he played for both of them. That's right. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't know. It was just a really cool thing, and you know, Peterson had a lot of cool stuff to say to Barkley. So in similar news. Yeah, yeah. very nice. Say. Yeah, yeah. In more that's adorable news, teams are reportedly going ham and trying to trade for Odo Beckham Jr. and Jadavion Clowney before the trade deadline. N- nice try, fellas. There are a lot of other players on the trading block, though, like Pierre Garçon, Demarius Thomas, haha Clinton Dix, which I'm sad about, Janoris Jenkins, and Bruce Irvin. A lot of players could get traded by tomorrow. There were a lot of players that want to be traded. Yeah, there's a few. Like, there was Deshaun Jackson, but he probably doesn't want to be traded anymore. Now, uh, no, he probably does still. I don't think they're. I don't think the organization's gonna take a trade on him now, though. Oh man! Did you see? I know we already talked about Ryan Fitzpatrick, dude. When he threw the touchdown, that one that tied the. Did you see his reaction? Oh my! No, his I... reaction was like he was like screaming at the top of his lungs, and he like like, like just and like his offensive line picked. I was like, oh my god, Ryan, calm down, dude. Your defense has to go back out there. You're not going to win. Like, <laughs> oh, man. But anyway. Yeah, that's Jubby. That's the Jubby. Uh, oh, the last thing that you said um, about a lot of the people uh, sending out trade offers for a lot of those players. The first thing I want to say is, uh, man, Bruce Irvin, just get ready because the Raiders are going to trade you. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The They're Raiders are going to trade you. Mm. Like, the Raiders are going to trade everybody and get a, like – 
10 first round picks and just operate exclusively on rookie contracts pretty much and do and i don't know do what i don't know what you're gonna do with all that money that you're gonna save but maybe buy your stadium Ooh shit i have no idea they never buy their own stadium the city will buy the stadium well, yeah, yeah. las vegas will pay for that yeah they las vegas money. will pay for it. las vegas has money um uh, and then the other thing is a team's really trying to like trade for odell yeah, yeah. after they inked him to the contract and receiver history. The, the report didn't say who Obviously, but yeah. mul- apparently, multiple teams tried big blockbuster offers for Odell, and the Giants said no. Of course, they said no. They just paid him all this fucking money. That would be pretty nuts if they just like, oh yeah, we'll pay you all this money, and then like seven weeks later, let's they trade our him. best player, <laughs> and not even our best player, but like kind of the biggest face of the league, even internationally, that gets your brand known, yeah. right? He's yeah, the big, not gonna do yeah, that. the biggest player in the NFL, not a quarterback. Right. Yeah, they're not going to do that shit. Not in a million goddamn years. I also think it's interesting that Jadeveon Clowney is, is thrown in there. Because I feel like a lot of teams probably could have gotten Jadeveon Clowney had they tried to trade for him a couple years prior. Right. Now, yeah, probably sure. not. Yeah, now that they waited and now he's been healthy and he's been really good, like, why on earth would the Texans give up, like – the Robert Mathis to their Dwight Freeney. Exactly. Yeah, they're not it's doing that not shit. Something. Yeah, no. it's, you're not going to do that. It's just, it goes to show that, like, a lot of NFL GMs and head coaches, like, sometimes are, again, and we talk about it all the time here, are too conservative, and they don't strike when the uh, iron's the hottest, and you could have easily gotten a bag of chips for Jadavion Clowney. Oh, way back, dude. When he it, was two years ago. Yeah, oh my like God. five buck bucket. What's what's your favorite? Oh, no, five buck box. Five, 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 five buck box from KFC. Sponsor us, by the way. Yeah, come on. No, don't. What? What? No, I mean, you can sponsor us. Yeah, Give me money. Yeah. I want some biscuits. I can't eat them, but I want them. Let's get this bread. You well, can get. Hey, well, you can get just get the grilled chicken from there. It's good. Do they make grilled chicken? Yes, they do. Yeah, they do. I thought they stopped the grilling chicken. No, no, they still make grilled chicken. Oh, I, I swear to God, I thought they st- – I'm sorry to bring this off the rails already. Yo, uh, you know, Chick-fil-A sponsor us. We don't post on God's Day Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> We're watching football, of course. I mean, We're yeah. watching football with our rosaries. <laughs> and, uh, you know, in hand. in hand. Rosaries in hand, communion wafers. <laughs> That's right. I mean, they, won't, they never hear what I'm praying, actually, but I'm actually praying that the gays will smite Chick-fil-A. I actually put <laughs> – I actually, I actually put on a Pope hat when I watch football. <laughs> so, KFC, hit us up. Football Pope. We start the morning with an organ. <laughs> oh, my God. We, we play the... Dun, 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 <laughs> we bring in the choir. You come out with the Pope hat on. Eating a Chick-fil-A sandwich. <laughs> That you bought on Saturday, but Sunday. Football episode, Football Pope. Football Pope, yeah. Football Pope. And then you're, it is time. And then you do this thing that, like, popes or priests do where they, like, the open chick- their hands across. Yeah. Yeah. But Chick-fil-A sandwich in one hand, eight-piece nuggy in the yeah. other. And a, and a remote in my pocket. Behind you, Scott Hanson. I was gonna say Scott yeah. Hanson. Scott Hanson comes out. Seven hours. Commercial free football. I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> this is. We went 
almost 15 minutes in. This is the oh fad. This is the fad pod world record for how fast we went off the rails. It's good. I'm glad we got. I'm glad we're getting happy before I get really mad. Oh my god! I gotta take my jacket off. Uh, I'm sweating. That's some. That's some. That's some good stuff. All right. So now I guess we're done having fun. Yeah. Now Justin can be sad. So yeah. So now that we're done having fun, Justin, as I hold your shoulder, two minutes. With the two-minute warning clock stoppage, one timeout, ball at the 25, all you need is a field goal, Aaron Rodgers. That's easier than shooting a State Farm commercial. How could you fuck that up? Right. Uh, there is one way you can fuck it up. When you're Ty Montgomery, and <laughs> this is gonna get so mean. you're really pissy because you missed a block. That's your fault, by the way. He was, no, he, not mean, the team's fault. Yeah, your but, fault, you missed the fucking block, right? Yeah, he missed the block. Yeah, That's why he, he said he's going to do him. Yeah, and he got really pissy, and then he uh, pulled what I could only call the dumbest hero move I've seen the entire time I've been watching football, and try to run out instead of taking a knee and getting the free 25 and letting Aaron Rodgers take control of the game because he's your quarterback and a goddamn superstar. Not you, Ty. Man, did you see his the look on his face on the sidelines when that happened, like the way Aaron looked? Um, He uh, looked at Devontae Adams, threw one of his arms up in the air, and said, fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw it. Anyway, but now I, I kind of got off what I wanted to start with this. Talk about how I always start, you know, start with love before you start with hate, right? So let's let's start with love. Two years ago, we were in a really bad running back situation, and Tom Montgomery was a receiver at the time. From Three the University ago, of Stanford. From the University of Stanford. He was all right. He... We flexed him into the running back position for a bit, and he really helped the team out. It got us through a, f- a few games where we really needed him. Mm-hmm. It worked out, and then the year after, he officially signed over to be a running back, which is really expensive, by the way. That comes out of the player's pocket to do that. Yeah. Because uh, you he- have to buy up all of your receiver jerseys when you change your number. Yeah. So he, so he had to personally buy up all of his receiver jerseys. I'm, I'm, I imagine the team helped him, probably. Yeah, probably. Behind closed doors. And then uh, he switched over to a running back. Since then, eh, he's been all right. He had a couple injuries. He's he's had some hurry problems like most most Packer running backs do. And uh, and we we go to this year. We have two other running backs that, as far as running the football go, are probably more talented than him. He's probably a better cat pass catcher than the rest of them, but no surprise because he was a receiver. He's essentially been a non-factor in the Packers game this year. He's been doing a lot of special team stuff. They've had him returning most kicks, stuff like that. Which is fine. Which is fine. And hmm. I, I was still perfectly fine with him. And I appreciate Ty, appreciated Ty going all the way up into this game, everything he's done for the team, all that. Fast forward to last night. Ty Montgomery, company keeping up his business as usual this season. Just doing special team stuff. Meh, 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 okay. But he's fine. Then, the second to last, I guess the last offensive drive for the Packers, he misses a block, causes Rodgers to get sacked on a crucial third down, and you have to punt. Yes. After that, Rams score, we're down, we're, we're down two. Yeah, it's it's worthy of mentioning that that sack on a third down was when the Packers were leading by five. Right, we were leading by five when that happened. Mm-hmm. If we got that, if we got that third down, maybe got up there, kicked a field goal or something. 
probably won the game right go up, there. Go up eight. Yeah, go up eight, probably win the game. At the very least, I mean... The way but, the defense was playing, yeah, the, the, most likely it was a win. Yeah. So, Give after that sack, Tom Montgomery gets really mad. Like, obviously, incredibly mad on the sideline. Visibly upset. He threw his helmet. He's screaming. So... Not always a bad thing. You don't mind. You can get passion. emotional. I don't care if yeah. you get emotional. What, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's bad is what happens. That, yeah. yeah. What's bad is what happens next. The Rams have to Rams score, kick off. Mike McCarthy, along with pretty much everybody, other every other coaching staff on the team, make sure he knows that he has to take a knee when he gets the ball. The clock is, I think, at 2.04 or 2.05. Roughly, yes. When the kickoff happens. If the kick gets to Ty Montgomery and he takes a knee, the clock should be about around 2.01. Now, you, usually they it don't doesn't not, run. They don't run it. It wouldn't have right, ran. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. If he if, doesn't run. Because technically he doesn't advance the football. So right. He exactly. Gives so as long as he hits or takes a knee, you have one play before the two-minute warning, right? That's and, what I'm yes, at. and Ty Montgomery was, by all reports that we have seen, like specifically told... Not take a knee yeah. in the end zone if it goes in the end zone. Right. And and it does. Yeah. It goes about two, three yards deep in the end zone. Yeah. It goes about two, three yards deep in the end zone. He catches it. And what does he do? He runs. And he takes it out. Yeah. He takes it out. So now, I got imagine right at this moment, Mike McCarthy sitting on the sideline like, what the fuck? And so is everybody else. Because I'm pretty sure everybody on that team fucking knew that he was supposed to take a knee. Right. He doesn't. And takes so off. they're not ready to block or anything? or Right, yeah. So, and it's part of what causes this. Because they're prepared for him to take a knee. He runs out. He gets hit. The ball pops out. The Rams recover. The game's over. Yeah. So, a sidebar to that game being over. I know what you're going to say. Here go we ahead. go. Here we go, Oh, baby. sidebar to that game being over, yeah. All right. So, uh, I'm not angry this week because... Todd Gurley is my hero. <laughs> we're gonna talk about that. Oh, okay. We'll wait. I'll All wait right, a Ty. Right, you can. You can. You. Oh, this we're gonna talk about it. Man now? to man, straight to you, Ty Montgomery. I hope you're listening okay, to this podcast. Yeah, I'll we'll tweet the link all. at you. Oh my God, do it. The difference between you, somebody like you, and somebody like Todd Gurley, was perfectly shown at the end of that game. Todd Gurley up. For most of the game, having a pretty rough day until about the third, well, towards the end of the third quarter, not getting a whole lot done, not seeing a lot for him. It gets, after you demonstrably fuck up. God damn, dude. Gets back to the Rams. They're right towards the end zone. Really nothing left on the clock. One first down gets it. What does Todd Gurley do? He gets the ball. He gets the first down. He's a clear shot to the end zone. What does Todd Gurley do? He doesn't run in the end zone because that stops the clock. He falls down and lets himself get touched. Now, there's many reasons why you talk about that. Oh, yeah, you fucked over. After the game was over. And also, running into the end zone, you go up presumably 10. The game's over anyway. But Todd Gurley had been specifically told... If you get the first, fall down. Right. Or give yourself up. So when asked about it after the game, I didn't need to get that touchdown. It's not about me. It's about the team. 
You notice that line right there, Ty? It's not about me. It's not about you. Oh my god, I'm At no point Kuiper, hold has me. it been about you. Kuiper, I'm scared. I'm, uh, Papa Jusby gonna hurt me. It's been a, it was about you two years ago for about five games. Yeah, it was. Since then, it has not fucking been about you. So why do you decide that last night it's fucking about you? Huh? No, Jusby, no! You have no answer. That's good. He has a fan. And I, you know it. Now. He went to Stanford. <laughs> I hope Mike McCarthy tore all of your skin off and shoved it up your ass. Jesus Christ! <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my God. If you're asking me, uh... if you're asking me, you deserve to get cut from the team. You don't, making a move like that, you don't deserve to be a team player because you're not a team player. Who gives a fuck what mistakes you made beforehand? You're in the here and now, and the here and now, you're supposed to take a fucking knee. So you take the goddamn knee. So what good are you after that moment? Not a decent patch catcher, not a great rusher, clearly can't follow directions on special teams now. You, you do okay blocks sometimes, but Jamal Williams is a better blocker than you. So what do you do? I don't know. Get off the fucking team. That's what you do. And here's the thing, though. You're not going to get cut, Ty. You could be safe in knowing that you're not going to get cut. Mike McCarthy thinks he needs you. He's wrong. He's not going to cut him. He should. He won't do it. So by the grace of fucking God, you get another chance. A chance that, in my opinion, you don't deserve. You better fucking use it. You better fucking use it right. Transitioning to Mike McCarthy. Transitioning now. A little, lot less angry, but still angry. Since we're talking about Mike McCarthy and how he's not going to cut Ty Montgomery when he should. Another thing that was clearly displayed last night. The difference between Mike McCarthy and one Sean McVay. And there's a reason why Sean McVay is essentially the coach of the future right now. The one that everybody's looking at. Mm-hmm. For what he's doing to his team. He's able to keep his offensive players disciplined very well, clearly. Even the best one on his offense. Giants can't do that for Odell. Pittsburgh can't do that for A.B. or Le'Veon sometimes. Most of the time Le'Veon, sometimes for A.B. And most of its other players. ton of teams have problems keeping their top talent in check. Including... One Mike McCarthy, who has been having, who has been been at odds with Aaron Rodgers for years, for the most part seems like he keep his players disciplined. Couldn't keep fucking Ty Montgomery disciplined clearly last night. Mm-hmm. So it shows the difference between you and him. Something's got to change, and something has to improve. Here's what you do, Mike. You cut Ty Montgomery first and foremost. Just do it. Who gives a fuck what kind of hole it makes? Make a statement. Cut Ty Montgomery from the football team. Let everybody else there know that you mean business. That you don't go against the team for your own personal sake. If you do that, you don't belong on the team. Tell them. And just saying it won't do nothing if Ty Montgomery is still sitting there on the fucking bench next week. Mm -hmm. Cut him from the team. Then, you need to sit down with your main guy. And have a conversation. We've been calling for that for a couple weeks. Yeah. And, where where and, McCarthy and Rogers need to sit down and be like, man to man, stuff out. 
man to man, figure out what the fucking problem is. If that ends up meaning that you don't call the plays anymore, McCarthy, take it. Oof. Take it like a man. Oof. Asking a coach you need to, to let swallow your, his pride? He's going to have to. His pride isn't Oof. working out for him. Oof. You've had stacked rosters, the best quarterback in the NFL right now, and you haven't been able to finish a playoff run for years. And the roster's only been getting worse. The quarterback's getting older and more hurt. You're out of fucking time. You're out of time. Yeah. So it's doing it. It's do it now, or you'll sit, knowing as the only as a coach that couldn't get his fucking quarterback and himself together to win a Super Bowl, a second Super Bowl. You had your first. It was great. I, I want to see another one. You're gonna turn. You're gonna turn Aaron Rodgers into the next Dan Marino. Yeah, and it's, you know, I mean Rodgers has a Super Bowl. He but. had a Super Bowl. He need he de- clearly deserves more than one, and he and he's worked for it hard. Mm-hmm. But there's multiple factors that have kept it out. And could very easily make another one if the two of them sit down and get their shit together. Mm-hmm. This doesn't need to happen. Um, Pride ruined a lot of things for the Packers so far these last few years. Pride ruined the game last night. It really did when you think about it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pride ruined the game. Pride ruined multiple playoff runs. It's time to end it. Be men. Being a man's not about pride. Being a man's taking that pride and swallowing it whole. Yeah, well. Sometimes, yeah. Most of the time. Most of the time, I guess you could say, yeah. Pride gets men into more trouble than it does get them into good things. No, you're right. So More often than not, your pride gets you into trouble. Start so, swallowing it. So Learn how to swallow, Mike. I, <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Learn how to swallow Mike and buy Montgomery. So, um, oh, oh, shit. All right. Get him out of here. D- did you, did you want to weigh in on, a? what are we in? Anything all, I just all, said? All that sorry, stuff I went you on said? for a very long time. I mean, all the stuff that you talked about? Nah, dude, I'm, I, you're fine. I'm okay with it. I, I just, I mean, I was going to talk about Todd Gurley. Now that... Oh, well. Talk we'll, about Todd Gurley, we'll talk. We'll talk about Todd Gurley next. I want to say something about all that stuff that you just said. I'm, I'm enamored with Todd A lot of this, the, a lot of the Packers stuff, it's, it's kind of, it's just you boiling over the culminations of things we've been trickling at over multiple episodes of fad pod how they don't do enough to support aaron and the people around him you've been mad with mccarthy for months literally months over a year now now yeah um i and this is just the culmination of it and for someone like ty montgomery to get a big head and be like i'm taking this ball out it's a third string receiver and now a special teams guy it's, get that kind of head. It's one of those things, and and this is all the only thing I was going to say about the situation, was that Ty Montgomery is not a bonehead. He's a smart guy. He's a very smart guy. Um, I don't buy fully into the idea that Ty Montgomery deliberately disobeying the instructions i guess you could say but he did there's of, no well, no no of of mike mccarthy is a knock on mike mccarthy no i don't agree with that either because that that's never happened before we do understand here here's what i think is actually part of what the packers problem is there are numerous stories and numerous reports that there are players who either used to play with Aaron Rodgers or maybe even some players who do play with Aaron Rodgers currently 
that are not fond of Aaron Rodgers. They think he's a little bit cocky. They think he's a little bit aloof. They think he's not, he doesn't really work as hard as other people. He kind of likes to freelance things and make stuff up as he goes because it makes him look good, which when you're that talented, you can. I'm not trying to say that I think that there's a potentially an underlying bitterness about Aaron Rodgers, but if Ty Montgomery blew a block that resulted in Aaron Rodgers getting sacked and then goes over to the sideline upset with himself, but potentially maybe also kind of a little bit upset with Aaron. And then Mike McCarthy comes up to him and says, Hey, I don't care where this ball gets kicked. You're taking a knee in the end zone because we want the ball in Aaron's hands. It's almost like Ty Montgomery was just like, you know what? Screw Aaron. I'm going to do it. That's so dumb. He's the best quarterback in the league, though. I, yeah, I know. That's the thing. Ty Montgomery is not Greg Jennings. He's not. He can't go out there with a broken leg and think oh, he man. can win the game. Speaking of that, Greg, He's also not Greg, Tyree Kill returning kicks. Right. Greg Jennings was on uh, The Herd this morning, and he was uh, grilling Ty Montgomery on there as well. Yeah, he said that he would, he would just be mad at him. I don't know. Like, I hate to just throw a dude who... It's it's not like it's not like Ty Montgomery did what Jameis Winston did. So you just throw the guy on a bunch of pitchforks that are on fire. Um, that's what's at the bottom of the pit, by the way. Just a bunch of pitchforks on fire. Um, Ty Montgomery made a a terrible, awful mistake. But like, he's still a good like he's not a bad person. No, you know I mean? never at so any I, point so, said he's a bad person. Yeah, he's so, just a bonehead. Yeah. So I don't want to come across as like heartless or whatever it is but Ty Montgomery like to have that happen and it it worked out so well because you mentioned it juxtaposed to what Todd Gurley did and another thing that's been said a lot and it's been said for a number of years is Sean McVay gonna get a lot of coaches fired oh yeah yeah, yeah. 100 Sean, Sean McVay is gonna get a lot of coaches fired remember when uh, Aaron Rodgers got a lot of coaches fired in 2011 yeah Sean McVay is about to do that to our yeah. coaches. Yeah, he Sean McVay, the Andy Reid wave, because I mean he's in. I mean you could his coaching staff with his innovations, Nagy, Peterson, mm-hmm. all those coaches, like these new wave of coaches that are coming through, they're going to get a lot of old wave coaches fired. Yeah, and Mike McCarthy, by most standards, is an old wave coach. One hundred percent. And Sean McVay, the way he has forget like. Forget his offensive schemes. Like, a lot of people, and, and this isn't, obviously the Rams, we're going to get to the, the our power rankings a little bit later, um, the second installment of our power rankings. Um, obviously, a lot of people, maybe not Matt, are going hey. to have the Rams at number one because they're the last unbeaten team. Okay? It's fair. It's fair. And a lot of people are like, oh, man, their offense is just insane. If you watch the Rams' offense, it's not complicated. No, not really. It's not complicated. It's just executed and detailed exceptionally well. Every single little thing that happens in that offense is detailed and very specific. It's not just like an off-tackle run from Todd Gurley isn't, all right, just go there and hit somebody. Like every single person on that offensive line, even the wide receiver, watch the wide receivers on the opposite end of the field blocking for a run that's going the opposite way on that football team. It is detail-oriented. 
It's not complicated. They do a lot of bells and whistles, a lot of movement, stuff like that. They line up people in groupy that's, spots. That's Andy Reid ba- baby stuff. Yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah. It's Andy Reid baby stuff. Um, so Sean McVay is – but what Sean McVay actually does is the very small things. Like I, I heard uh, one analyst talking about how like Sean McVay is the best – next to Bill Belichick, potentially – the best situational coach in football, because when the when when the Rams are struggling against the uh, against the Packers for the majority of the game, right? You just see like individual moments where you could say like, okay, Goff needs this play. We don't need this play isn't going to get us a touchdown, but Goff needs to see a completion. And then a little bit later, you're going to see, okay, Gurley hasn't been doing very well. This is this is our best run. Let's just do it, even if it's a seven yard run. Let's just do it. Let's just get Gurley some, like... That's the type of stuff that he's really good at. And like you said, he is... Whatever... (laughs) I was going to say, whatever Kool-Aid he's brewing in in L.A., like, those players are... And maybe because... I don't know. Maybe this is an unfair advantage because he is young. And maybe they just respect him more because he's a younger guy and he's not some brr, 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 like that type, you know. And that has to, and, and there's a lot of things that you know a lot of players a lot of coaches can't do anything about that. But you went on this show last week and said everybody you called talked about Pat Shermer. Everybody is trying to be what the Rams and the Chiefs are. And I'm sorry, you're not. Right. <laughs> like it doesn't you can run the exact same plays as they do. You can line up Matt Nagy does a lot of the stuff that, you know, uh that um that that uh Oh my God, Andy Reid does, where he lines people up all over the place. He does a bunch of goofy stuff. But at the end of the day, he's not Andy Reid. No, no, he's not. Like he's not Andy Reid. He could do it, you know. And he's he's from that. He's the the golden apple from the old hickory tree. You know what I mean? But it's just one of those things where that moment of that fifty two seconds for the Green Bay Packers. That wasn't just a bad 52 seconds for the Green Bay Packers. That was a bad 52 seconds for all 31 other, roughly all 31 other teams in the NFL. Because Sean McVay convinced his best player to take a dive rather than go into the end zone on a game where he played poorly. That's ridiculous. Like, that's unheard of. Right. Like, so... And then and then to have him go on the podium afterwards and talk about how he's dedicated to the team, and he loves the team. Yeah. It's... Because that's what... Whatever... You know, whatever Kool-Aid McVay's brewing over there, like, it, if your best player is motivated like that, it trickles down. The rest of your team is motivated like that. They all... You... And this is the problem that the Packers have. They have a motivation issue. They've had a motivation issue, and part of it's probably because of the divide between Rodgers and McCarthy, and part of it's probably because of Rodgers, because he has a big head, and he's a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. And it, it's it's going to cause issues, but you need something to right. rally that team behind. And the problem is, Rodgers having a bum leg, having trouble winning games, it's not helping. You're right, though. There's right. something's gonna end up giving, and it's gonna tip one way or the other hard. Mm-hmm. I well, I mean, McCarthy's Speak- gonna get fired. Oh uh, well, maybe. Speaking of Todd Gurley, you wanted to train. Speaking of Todd Gurley and playing for the team, you guys know what the spread in that game was? Eight. Yeah. Eight. If they score that touchdown, kick that extra point, how much do the Rams go up by? 
Nine. Nine. Yeah. Nine. And then they lose the game. And then, and then you lose the spread. And then I lose the spread. You picked the Packers, didn't you? I picked the fucking Packers. I was getting teased about it all damn day. Because I was hanging out with my uh, friend Josh. Uh, we were at B-Dubs. <laughs> I haven't hung out with him in a while. And we, so we, I was at B-Dubs yesterday watching the Chiefs game and, uh, like, four other games at the same time because B-Dubs, million televisions. And, like, we were, I was talking about my parlay for the week, and I was actually hitting them again and whatnot. And I was like, well, then I got the Packers at 4 o'clock. And he, he was giving me shit all day. Nah, they're going to get blown out, dude. No, they're not. It's Aaron Rodgers. It can't happen. It doesn't happen. And, and, it, and it wouldn't have happened if – Ty Montgomery didn't wasn't such a jerk ass, um, and then like I was like, okay, just okay, just stop him, tackle him, kick a field goal, just stop him, tackle him, kick a field goal, and then Gurley broke that run up, and I like my heart dropped because this 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 was this was would have been the one game again this week. I picked Carolina because they were an underdog for some reason. Uh, I picked the Saints because they were an underdog for some reason. I picked. Uh, Oh man, what was the third team I picked? It's he has it. He's he opened up. Matt Dustman is opening up his wallet. Oh, no, did I leave he it? I left, left it in the car. He I left it in the, in the car. car. I, I picked one of the other underdogs from yesterday that ended up kicking ass and winning handedly, and uh, it just felt too easy. And when I saw Gurley break that run, I was like, "There goes a hundred dollars." Oh man. <laughs> But then, but then Gurley heard Matt's cry. He heard my cry. He's like, this is for you, Matt from Youngstown, Ohio. And uh, he took a dive. And then I saw the collective internet get mad. Where did you miss the over and, and my fantasy teams? And then I'm, I'm over in the corner. Oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't tell you guys what he prefaced his speech about the team with. I don't care about fantasy or sports betting. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. That's how it should be. Right. That, then that's he, good on him. He doesn't, but he doesn't just care about it. He doesn't care for it. Todd Gurley has a history of hating fantasy players and sports bettors on the internet because his— They're trolls and they're his awful. Sophomore, well, yeah, for his sure. sophomoric year as an NFL player— he was not very good, and not really his fault. Yeah, no, that was a Jeff Fisher situation. Right. Let's be real. So, obviously, the people who picked him up fantasy were like, man, he was so good his first year, you know, little projections going, all that shit. And, the pe- and of course, people on the internet are fucking douche, rabid douchebags who deserve to get thrown in a fire. Wait, dude, we're, we're, we're on the internet. Yeah, and I just talked a massive amount of shit to Ty Montgomery. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. And grilled him for not performing as well. And uh, so he hates them now. Tom Montgomery probably hates me now, but he'll never listen to this. Uh, We're all going to link it to him. Our our, uh, super fatty angriest out there, you should link it to him too, my boy. I'm going to say it right now. Our $10 patron. If if he listens to this, he ends up shutting it off at this point. Guarantee you. That's okay, but But, uh, either way. One more thing I want to say is that, like, I still do like Ty Montgomery, even after all that. I still like him. Mm-hmm. I still think he he helped out the team a lot, and he usually does really good returning kicks. And he he's not a bad player by any stretch. He's, that game, that he's got game, an ego problem. That game could have, and this is not hyperbole. That game could be the game that realistically keeps the Packers out of the playoffs. For real. 
Right, because of how close he contested the North has been. Right. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the teams are probably going to lose to the, the Rams. Vikings lost. The, the Bears will likely lose. The Bears will probably lose. The, Lion- the Lions will lose. Yeah, the Lions will lose. and That could be the game. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and before anybody starts to say, like, oh, well, it's just one game, it doesn't matter. Literally, the game last year, when Detroit got hosed on the... You know, the 10-second the runoff thing when they lost to Atlanta. That game put Atlanta in the playoffs over Detroit. So, like, literally, people like, oh, I've seen NFL this over 200. No. One, one game makes it. This is the NFL. Game. You you only get 16 chances. Yeah, it's not like it's not like baseball or basketball when you're playing almost 100 or over 100 games. Like, like two losses in April, you can make that up. Two losses in October. You can't make that shit up. You you just got to hope. Right. I mean, you kind of can make it up. Two losses, yeah. If you're the Patriots, you can make it up in October. You can't afford to lose, like, these big games. Yeah, these are the ones you need to win. And that was the one that was handed to you to win. You had the chance. You had a good chance. Rodgers is statistically excellent on two-minute drills. He's the miracle worker, dude. He does it all the time. Right. There's the the only person the, you could arguably it's say either is better. Him, Tom Brady, yeah. probably. Both of them are very, very good. Which, by the way, you want to talk about uh, egos and shit. Uh, Tom Brady doesn't really have one, apparently, because he's throwing blocks for his receivers. Yeah, well, he he out there. He trying. I, I've never I, seen Aaron Rodgers throw a block for Brady, a receiver. Brady kind of got Brady got Brady got an ego. Oh no no. It's just it's just, when it comes to the team is what I'm talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, it comes along with like. He's, his, got, he's got a self-ego, but not a team ego. Yeah. He is an ego for the team. Yeah. His ego is an extension of his ego for the entire team. Right. So um, that's why he throws blocks for his receivers which and shit. Bring, he gets in there, he gets dirty. Which brings me to a fun, interesting stat. We've already talked about Fitzmagic and Jameis Winston. Did you know that Jameis Winston is second in the NFL uh, since he entered the league in turnovers? Uh, well, it's since a specific – I think it's like 2015 or whatever it was. He's got like 70. Uh, the only person he doesn't have more than is Blake Bortles, and Blake Bortles has played, I believe, like 390 more snaps or something like that. So, like, Jameis Winston turns the football over like a machine. Like, Right, he's a bust. Like, it's – there's – at this point – Given his history, given what he was suspended for, and given the fact that they couldn't get first downs against the Bengals, and through the entire second half, the Buccaneers' defense did everything it could (laughs) to get the Buccaneers back in that football game, and then you insert Ryan Fitzpatrick in the fourth quarter, and he gets 18 points in the third quarter, in the fourth quarter. I just think that it's time, man. It might actually be time for him and Marcus. When you think, I know they didn't play this week, but they probably lost anyway. <laughs> yeah, they're probably busts. I mean, they're Marcus. Both. Marcus is tough, and he sometimes gets stuff done, but he's too erratic. He's just too inconsistent, yeah. and that's that's the that's the big problem with Marcus. Jameis the- is just literally a talentless hack. <laughs> that turns the ball over constantly. He had an arm and he showed flashes. Like if you want to argue between the yeah, Jameis ba- showed flashes of brilliance that Mariota never truly showed. Yeah, but but now he's but in the Mariota pit. got probably better wins than Jameis. 
And also... I mean, Mariota has a playoff win. Right. And he makes the team look better. Then Jameis makes his team look better. Also, Mariota is not trying to throw a football from the bottom of the pit. (laughs) you got to put a real high arc. Also... I've been poking Matt while I've been saying this for your audio (laughs) listeners, which is all of you. you got to get a... To get the ball up out of the pit, you got to throw a real high arc. Oh, he has a good... He has a strong he arm. A lot of That's time. why the entirety of the Bucks' offense was built around a big play offense, which, guess what? When the only plays you do are big plays, they don't work. They work big for Fitzmagic three weeks at a time. I mean, Fitzmagic is uh, better than James Winston. Back on the menu, boys. Is Fitzmagic... No, the game he got benched... I'm going to be fucking straight right now. The game he got benched, two of those picks, well. not yeah. his fault. He played okay other than the He actually picks, played like... well. He actually had... Even then, even with the picks that weren't the that were against, his... This is the game against the Bears. Yeah, with the picks that weren't his fault in that game against the Bears, he still had an even touchdown turnover differential. Even. Touchdowns, picks, even. Four and four, right? Three of those picks, not his fault. Should have been four and one. Fitzmagic is real. Keep him in this time. Fitzmagic, baby. I mean, he did kind of suck against the Steelers. All right. So. Jameis would have sucked worse. We, I agree. We need to finally talk about a different game. Who? All man. right, let's move on. Um, <laughs> yes, let's move on. Let's. Uh, we've talked about. What well, we, we talked have, about like three or four teams. We, we need to like hit all the games and do a power rankings and do an MVP. We don't. Okay, we don't gotta hit every game. No, we're not gonna hit every game. We're gonna hit the important ones though. Cause the cause our our the the power ranking in the halfway segment is gonna. Well, the thing about it, though, is I feel like a lot of our players are going to be the same for the rewards, so that might not take very long. Uh, We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But, uh... Can we talk about... Can can we talk about, um... The, uh... The Seahawks and the Colts magically being good? It's not magic. Like, Uh, they just, like... Oh, they just figured, like, oh! We should run the ball. I'm the only person out of, uh, the four of us that picked the Seahawks in that game. And, oh, you uh, were. And uh, it's because I knew already that <laughs> this boy been new. This boy. I knew I knew I knew I knew 3 weeks ago. Sometimes it really do be that way. The Seahawks are a sleeper playoff team. And yeah, they always kind of are. So yeah, but it. like you got to fully admit it and let and like pick them to win games now. And if if y'all didn't see it before, you should see it now. They're not in a rebuilding phase. This is clearly just an adjustment phase for the Seahawks. They're not tearing everything down and rebuilding. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't need to do that. Oh, yeah. They found Seattle a running was game. My other team. Oh, there you go. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. They found a running game. Russell Wilson is still one of the best quarterbacks in this league. You have. You still have remnants of what is an okay defense that's getting shit done, and it's giving the offense opportunities. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing for them is the fact that they've discovered their running game. Chris right. Carson is saving that franchise. It is becoming a run-first offense, which is great for Russell Wilson, who has to run for his life on almost every play. So are the Colts. Yeah. The offensive line has considerably improved, but also, I forgot to put this in the jubby, I think they just fired the Seahawks offensive, not, uh, line, uh, offensive line coach. Yeah. They just fired him. Even though the offensive line has been improving lately, they're, they're making a change there. I don't think it really matters. I think the personnel is what matters. They've been making small advancements towards making mm-hmm. that line better. Uh, they could they could do something with trades. Who knows? But uh, another thing, uh, Russell Wilson has finally found a connection with Tyler Lockett. 
something he he's had a problem doing had, in the past. Tyler Lockett is one of the only players in the NFL that has a touchdown in. Well, yeah, he doesn't have. He has a touchdown in of the seven games they've played. He has a touchdown in six of them. He came into that team supposed like well, who was supposed to be an excellent deep threat and hasn't shown up until now. Tyler Lockett has more touchdowns in the 2018 season than Julio Jones does in the 2017 and the 2018 seasons combined. Right. How how I love the NFL. <laughs> because Ty- Tyler Lockett's so like, weird, it's dude. that deep ball guy and Russell Wilson throws those kind of deep ball plays. Yeah, so it, it would make sense that they would have a connection, but it hasn't happened until this year. Uh, last year it was very bad for Lockett. Uh, oh gosh, yeah. yeah. Didn't he just uh, never had a lot of trouble getting open? Dropped a few passes. Not very good for him. This year it's been great for him. He hasn't had a lot of looks, but he's not gonna have a lot of looks. He's the deep threat guy. He's supposed to be there for that. Yeah. And again, you have you still have Doug Baldwin, who's. Been meh, but he's also come off just come off injury, mm-hmm. so he, he will improve. Also, it's after week eight, and you're up at the midpoint of the season. Doug Baldwin always gets better after the midpoint of the season. Look at the stats. <laughs> um, that's true. Uh, I think another like team that we need to acknowledge, and I gotta man, it sucks because the first three weeks I was I was riding high. On being the, the Texans about being the bad. Texans no, the Texans bad. are the Texans are in my power rankings. I'll tell you guys but that right like, now. Man. They're back in my power rankings man. too. I argued with you. This was my big. This was my big stickler point. Stick, stickler point against Kuiper preseason. I was like, Texans could be good, and you're like, Texans gonna suck. And then like the first couple weeks in, you were like, man, I was right about the Texans. And then you're like, I was right about the Jaguars. And now. How our pasts come back to haunt Isn't it f- us. It's going to be really funny that uh, this division is going to be the polar opposite of what Kuiper was talking about, where the Jags and Titans are probably going to be really bad, and the Colts and Texans are probably going to be really good. I didn't say – I said the Colts were going to be a playoff team. Right. Everybody I hope the did, Colts but... come back and win the division so I look good. <laughs> okay. They have a chance. That's but, another thing with the Colts, but we'll get to the Texans That's what I was going to say. Look, the Texans were bad. Yeah, right. they were bad. Like, bad. D- like Deshaun Watson is still the most sacked quarterback in the NFL. Oh, I thought it was. Oh no, Baker's the most hit. I don't think he's the most. Baker's sacked. the most hit. Yeah, Deshaun's the most sacked. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, he's still getting hit every week, and he's a quarterback with an injury history, and it's scary. I'll tell you what, though, them losing Will Fuller is a big deal. Yeah, right. no, it is. That's a big deal because like Deshaun's played in eleven football. Deshaun Watson has started eleven games. In those eleven games, Will Fuller has a touchdown in every single game. So like that just doesn't appear out of nowhere. Like that's that's a deep like position switching touchdown. Is it time? That uh I don't know. That gets taken off the board. I guess not. And especially now because now teams don't I mean Kiki Kuti has been like pretty good. Kuti's been stepping up. He's been stepping up, but like you have to step up further now. now. Yeah, now teams don't have to ignore like don't they don't have to play to the well we gotta keep somebody deep because of Will Fuller. They can just keep a safety kind of shadowing over DeAndre Hopkins. It's going to make the offense a little harder. And But I will say, like, I'll admit that... That comes know, to a point where personnel just has to step yeah. up. The Texans, oh, yeah, for sure. The Texans definitely... I mean, I have them ranked, like, 15 spots higher in my thing. Not... And I'm, I like, obviously, like, I... I do... I've done this long enough to, like... I can obviously admit when I'm wrong. Well, of course. But, I, I have to do it all the time. Yeah. We all have to. Yeah. I do it quite frequently. Fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm wrong all the time, but it's it's one of those things where it's fun. To... I'll tell you what, though. I still don't think I'm wrong about the Eagles. The Eagles did 
in that early game, we're transitioning to another game. Haha. Uh, the Eagles did everything they possibly could to blow that fourth quarter lead. <laughs> like they wanted to. You could. Wa- I was watching that game Sunday morning and but. The wee hours of the not really yeah, wee hours. They're of lucky. The they're lucky. Blake Bortles. Is oh bad. my god! If that's and they don't have a running game. Yeah. If that's anybody else, the Eagles blow a third straight fourth if quarter no, lead. If Leonard Fournette starts that game, probably the Eagles lose that game. Probably. Like so, I'm. St- I don't care. Like oh, they're four and four. They're gonna be. I don't care. Like, like the even Eagles before... are not like they're a good team. They'll probably win like nine or ten games. They are not world beaters. Yeah, like they even go, before, they're gonna go to the playoffs and they're gonna get whooped. They're gonna get whooped by either the Saints or the Rams. Or even, or even before that, they could play. They could play the Seahawks. They could play the Panthers. They could play. They could, I, I keep forgetting about the Panthers. They could play. Which, they by could the play way, the Matt Vikings. was right about the Panthers for like the millionth week in a row. Yeah. Hell yeah, boy. No, they're gonna. I'm not I, gonna be wrong this week. I'm gonna be wrong a, this week, and then they're gonna lose to Fitzmagic. This but. keeps up. They're a bona fide playoff team. Uh, Cam Newton is finally coachable. The, which, the only thing standing in their way is the Saints. Completing right. 65% of his pass. How about ready for this? The Carolina Panthers don't play the Saints until week 15 and 17. Yeah, those are gonna be. Crazy game. And the Eagles' final game of the year is against the Redskins. If they keep – like, if the Carolina can keep pace with the Saints like they have been because they're only a game behind right now. Yeah, those will be – Going to those last three weeks. That will be crazy. That will be some of the most insane football. And you know what's kind of messed up is that, like, while we're not talking about them and we don't think either of them are going to really matter in the rest of the season, dude, Atlanta and the Buccaneers can score points. So, like, it's not like – Atlanta and Tampa are just gonna let the Saints and the Carolina Panthers just roll them. No, they're gonna take games. Like the other, the only, the other game Carolina has lost this year, they lost to Atlanta. Like they've right. already lost to Atlanta. Atlanta so, tends to take a game off the Saints, right? So exactly. It's probably gonna happen. Speaking of the Saints, we're we're rolling through these games. Right, we are. All right, we're so doing it. We're okay. So the New Orleans Saints last night, um, Drew Brees had 120 yards passing, and they. Score thirty points, right? Because now they have what they had last year. This is this Corey, is what was incredible about it. I Corey, talked about this. Corey was right. Yeah, I talked about this Them last year. Pod boys, man, gotta list, start listening to. I it. talked it's about this me. last year during the during the Drew Brees playoff one, which by the way, when they beat the Panthers and the revenge game could happen. Uh, Drew Brees until that moment last year, Drew Brees didn't have to throw the football that much. Mm-hmm. And not for that many yards. Ingram, Ingram and Kamara took the offense over, and they got most of the work done. Yeah. But then, the beauty of what this team is, when Drew Brees had to, he could because he's fucking Drew Brees. <laughs> yeah. So that, that, that had to happen for these first few weeks while Ingram was gone. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to this week, you got Ingram back, fresh off a of bye, yada, yada, yada. Defense playing better. Defense is playing better, probably because of coming off the bye and all that shit. It helps. To be fair, and a lot of people are like, oh, man, the Saints defense forced two turnovers. Really, it, that those two turnovers were on Thielen and Diggs. Well, they yeah. They weren't really on Kirk Cousins. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and Kirk was throwing towards P.J. Williams all night, and then finally he got burned for it. Yeah. It, it's kind of the same thing that uh, McVay was doing, and McVay, McVay and the Rams were doing against – Packers, mm-hmm. they kept throwing at our our new star corner, and uh, Jairi. Yep, Jairi Alexander, and uh, 
they got burned for it multiple times because they're like, "Ooh, rookie coming off a three week injury, let's throw at him." And no, he's a really good corner. Then same thing. They, they made similar thing. Like, well, PJ Williams is clearly the worst corner on this team. Let's keep throwing at him, and it's gonna burn you eventually. Yeah, it was just, just Diggs gave up on his route, and, and he, PJ kept running the route. Now that was after two pass interference calls on him. Woo! Yeah, yeah, and and multiple other stuff. So like, yeah, you get tempted to keep throwing at him, yeah. but eventually. You're gonna get burned. That's how it goes. So yeah, but yeah, that was on that was on Diggs, dealing, fumbling the ball. It didn't really make a difference. The Vikings were given multiple opportunities to come ahead in that game with all the penalties that were happening, with three total pass interference calls. Someone's got to give for that, and they just didn't make it happen. Dan Bailey missed an extra point. Yep, Dan Bailey missed an extra point. Didn't really matter when the it Minnesota, came to the, the Minnesota kicking curse overcame the powers of Dan Bailey. Yeah, which is crazy, and I feel so bad for him. Uh, so I guess the only two games left that matter before we get to our power rankings. Uh, I didn't talk to, about the Colts yet. Well, I kind of talked about the Colts. Yeah, they, like they for about five seconds. And the Raiders sucked again. The, the game was it's competitive what, for a little bit, yeah, but they, then it's been the Raiders' MO. Like, they've been competitive for, like, a half, and then... Yeah, then they peter out. They can't make adjustments. Mm. Uh, we talked about that way early in the season. The Raiders aren't going to be able to make adjustments Dude, we all can, year. We could talk, talk real quick. Uh, 49ers, 49ers, Arizona happened. That was a game. Nobody watched it. Uh, <laughs> Josh Rosen had his first that was lost. behind victory. Yeah, well, in a... That game happened, that loss happened, and that, that come-behind victory happened because of a horrible snap, which was, yep. like, super unfortunate. Yep. Like C.J. Beckham had a snap go over yeah, his head. Yeah, way over his head. No chance for him to get that, to grab that. Falls all the way back, and he gets hit. The, Nothing you can do. I was, you know. I'll tell you what. The first couple, the first half between the Raiders and the Colts, when the Raiders were kind of going score for score with him, I was like, "Oh man, the Raiders might have been onto something." They don't really. It looks like they don't really need Amari Cooper, and then they needed Amari Cooper. <laughs> wow, really? So, um, yeah, they're cleaning the house. Uh, I'm really impressed. The Colts keep improving. Uh, Ty being back helps a lot, but they have a really they have a, they have an underrated offensive line that's helping out a lot. You have you have a, a decent defensive front. A decent defensive front that's underrated as well. This whole team's probably going to be underrated going for the rest of the season. There's still like a pair of tight ends that are pretty damn good pass catchers and is Ebron and Doyle. Yeah. When he's not fumbling, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they have, they have a possession problem. It's fine. Yeah. But yeah, like yeah, them being healthy and Marlon Mack coming back and he's been the he's Mack been is nice. Back. He's been very nice for the team. Dumb joke. There's a lot of things that are going right. The team's getting healthy again. We'll see them win more football yeah. games as long as they stay this way and keep yeah. possession of the ball. Very impressed with the Colts. So, we'll do this real quick, Matt. So, both our teams won. Yay! Uh, the last two games we haven't talked about. Pretty definitively. Um, the Chiefs still gave up almost 200 yards rushing, which wasn't good. Nothing new. Well, like 150 yards rushing. Um, the Steelers still had... Arguably, next to our good old friend Ty, probably the biggest bonehead play of the week where literally nobody knew what to do on a free kick following a safety. Oh, if the yeah. Ty thing doesn't happen, a lot more people talk about that. Oh, but everybody's yep. talking about the Ty thing today because thank that God. happened. I'll tell you, I, and I, said, I told both these guys before the show, thank God the Steelers won that football game because had we not... I, I, first of all, this would have been the most 
like hard to listen to episode ever because Justin would have went on his rant and then I would have went on mine about how I would have wanted to drive down to Pittsburgh and hit Mike Tomlin in the head with a table, like a full folding table, just hit him in the head with it. How do you not, how do your players not know what to do (laughs) on a free kick after it? Just how do all four of them that are back there that just let the ball kind of drop in the Bermuda Triangle and Ryan Switz was just like, I'm not going to touch it. Um, I I like to think that both of our teams, Matt and I, are simultaneously the most fun to watch, but also the most stressful to watch. In a weird it, way, it, it can be at it, times. Yeah, it it can be it can be pretty. Uh, especially when it gets down to like games where you really expect to win, and then things slowly start not going your way, like. The Steelers lead the majority of the game, and then we get a safety, and then the Browns do that, and then they score. And I'm like, well, here we go. <laughs> Time to be sad. And, um, you know, for the mo- like for the early portions of that game, like the Chiefs got down to the red zone again and didn't get a touchdown, just like they did the first game against the Broncos. And I just, like, heard Matt in my head, like, here we go. Yeah, gonna, kick the ta- field goal. Yep, it's going like- to go down to the wire once again. I was I was nervous there for a little bit. I mean, they got their shit together for sure, and then I was just way into it. I was in the atmosphere. Uh, I might have been a little drunk and I was just enjoying the game. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. Um, but no, no, no. I, 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 it felt like it was gonna start that way again for for whatever reason. It was a home game too. Mahomes, a home game at one o'clock, and Mahomes. I'm gonna say wouldn't shaky because he made some good plays, but they got down to the goal line and couldn't do it again, like you just said. Um, and then they were behind, and it was tit for tat, watching Lindsey run up and down the field on us again. But our edge rush stepped up. Dorian O'Daniel, the name I couldn't, I brain farted on last week. He covered him out of the backfield on dump and swing passes. Is like my new is like my new kink because <laughs> th- there's like <laughs> there's, uh, I saw that show. I was like, oh my. god. God, he's so good. You don't throw a short dump pass off to the right when he's there. You just don't. Oh, you don't. It's so good. He literally just watching, eats them. I was watching the tape and he tackled them. I, I, I said tackle. He tackled him. He didn't fucking miss the tackle or anything. It was literally one second after he got the ball at the at the line of scrimmage every time. Right. Like one I, second. I mentioned last week or it might have been the week before that I really just wanted him to see playing time and he's been getting it. Yeah. D Ford is now Pro Football Focus top-rated edge rusher. We have the best edge rusher in the league. We're still getting Justin Houston coming back soon. One day, Eric Berry might fly to us. <laughs> um, I miss him. I, he's my favorite. I love him. If so, Nelson if- stepping up. Scandrick kind of looks good. Fuller had a hell of an interception. He did have a good interception. Oh, my God. I don't know if you saw that interception on Demarius Thomas. Like, I I know again ground game you got to shore up Chris Jones got to play better whatever, but the defense stepped up and they started shutting the Broncos down. There was a couple big three and outs and then Mahomes did his shit up and down the field touchdowns another four touchdowns another three hundred yards. He's up to seven games in a row now with three hundred yards passing. Yep, he's two away from the double Drew Brees record. It's <laughs> so insane. <laughs> That's so insane. Drew Brees has done that two times. It's absolutely asinine. Um, I will. That's, that's the thing. Like, it almost kind of like the Chiefs kind of realize, like, you know what? Our back end isn't very good. 
let's just let's just get after it. Yeah, let's, no, let's that's just get after thing. it. Like we we know we know we can't like play well. At least we can't cover as well as we'd like. So you know what? Let's just let you know Speaks and Jones and uh, obviously Ford. Ford and Houston. When he, we're just gonna let them just. We're just gonna play a NASCAR defense mm-hmm. where we just send out four guys that could get after the passer and. You know, sure. See what happens. Sure, yeah, sure, we're gonna give up a whole lot of yards on the ground, <laughs> but, but I mean, Ben don't break. Yeah, Ben don't break. They're, they're still which I, number one in the league on third and long. Yeah, which which I I want to say, not to just talk about my team, but I kind of feel like that's the same thing the Steelers are doing. Yeah, no, I I see it. Yeah, we don't have the Steelers have undeniably the best pass rush in the NFL right now. It is ridiculous how good our pass rush is. Like, it's at the point where it's like. Like Colin Coward talked about, it, it's like it's like the Pittsburgh Steelers pass rush is frightening. Like it's 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 gotten to the point where because again we've done the exact same thing where it's like okay, we can't cover guys. Like Joe Hayden's pretty all right. Cortland Sutton's not very good. Um, uh, what's his name? Artie Burns is just. I'm sick of defending Artie Burns at this point. And uh, oh my God, our one nickel corner who just. He had the three sack game against the Texans. I can't remember his name. Um, who's just like a weirdly good corner at blitzing. It's strange. I can't remember what his name is. Mike Hilton. That's his name. He's just really good at <coughs> blitzing the quarterback for some reason. Just do it. Um, yeah, I think the Steelers and the Chiefs, because they are, when you think about them schematically, they're both high-powered offenses that going into this year, the big question was their defense, like, predictably on the back end mm-hmm. especially after you guys lost peters and our back end has always been you know inconsistent ever since troy was not troy anymore so i think both teams kind of simultaneously at the same moment were just like just screw it we're just gonna get after the quarterback and we're gonna give up a lot of yards just bend don't break yeah and like and i mean that's working for us and, and again there's just Something feels different about this Chiefs team. And I could go oh, the crazy offensive playmakers, Mahomes. The, Any time that, like, as a Chiefs fan, like, I when I've watched games my life, and I'm like, well, I know what's going to happen here. Like, or like, maybe you get that as a Steelers fan oh. or as a Packers fan. Like, you oh, just, absolutely. You get these feelings when you're watching a drive or a game, and you're like, I know exactly how this is going to end or happen. Yeah. See, I thought that was going to happen during one Rams drive, and then on a third and long, Jair Alexander blocked a pass with his head. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. So, like, those, those moments that – those head moments that you're not ready for, I, I have been overwhelmed with them all year watching this team's grit and determination in the face of adversity at times when they're behind or needing to – keep it on the so many times i'd be like, all right we're this is where we start slowing down trying to just end the game and then no we're still whipping the ball deep this this or all right we're down we're down a score and a half this is we're gonna fall into a hole it, it, alex is gonna get happy feet and start running the ball and he's gonna get a bunch of rushing yards but we're not gonna get any plays down the field and then demarcus robinson's gonna drop three passes on third and longs three times in a row because that's the only person Alex Smith threw to on third down. And, and 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 then just so many things that I've been conditioned, Stockholmed into. This year, I, big plays. Mahomes always looking down the field. Demarcus Robinson catching passes. Uh, Tyreek Hill 
leading the league in reception touchdowns and 25-yard touchdown and 25-yard plays. I know he's going to be out this week at Cleveland. I'm sad I won't get to see my boy. Um, but Chris Conley stepping up. Again, Robinson catching passes. Kelsey being the best tight end in football. Hunt, who kind of reversed what he did last year where he came out of the gate swinging and then Andy Reid forgot about him. This year it was like Mahomes kind of lit it up the first few weeks and now they're like, well, now let's feed the ball to Hunt more. Now the Chiefs have been slowly morphing into that ground and pound team. They have the weapons to go deep. Mahomes rolls out of the pocket and does his crazy shit. But so often the first down can be a draw or an option to Hunt or under center dive off tackle to hunt he'll get you four or five yards make it second short and then all of a sudden it sets up those crazy play actions that make kelsey watkins robinson hill wide open every play and and it's just you just hear you rattle off your receiving core yeah you do it every episode no like but jesus christ (laughs) (laughs) it's so good um just real quick uh time bubble um, I don't know when you all are listening to this, but I just looked at my phone. Uh, the Patriots have only kicked three field goals. Yeah, the Patriots scores are... Scores only nine to nothing. The scores only nine to nothing. Angry, I hope you're happy out there. Normally, I would like shout you out before we talk about the Bills, and we'd have to talk about the Bills every week, but since they're playing right now, we can't do that. That's why I threw you in earlier. Yeah. And if I had lost my parlay, I would have uh, like had you sponsor my angry bets like I did last week, but I won, so... So... That being Sorry, said, buddy. I love you a lot. Uh, one more thing. Uh, I want to start a. I want to start a GoFundMe for somebody to buy me a Jair Alexander jersey. <laughs> Just because he deflected a pass with his. Head. I want his jersey now. Yeah, that is I'll so never fun. forget. I'll never. <laughs> as long as I live. Everybody else in the room was like, "Oh, like I'm sitting there going like, he didn't block it with his head." I'm just like running around freaking out. I love him already. Yeah. I'm already in love with this rookie. Oh, it's beautiful, dude. All right, let's, Football's wonderful. Let's do – oh, boy. Let's do – Are we transitioning into power rankings? We will transition first into uh, midseason awards. This will probably go quick. Oh, okay. Um, And then we'll do power rankings. Uh, of course, if you're for some reason fast-forwarded up until this point, Corey is not here. He is still on the search for Hugh Jackson. We're hoping he shows up, but we don't know yeah, if he'll ever find him. Yeah, we don't know if he'll ever find him. We're, we're pretty confident he'll be back next week. Um, with hopefully some news and a quote from Hugh Jackson. Um, the last quote we got from Hugh Jackson was uh, after the game was over and they asked him about a, a specific situation during the game when he called a timeout and he said he didn't recall that. Uh, Sean McVay can remember plays back when he was the OC in Washington. So, um, you know. Say that louder for the people in the back. I don't want to say it any louder. <laughs> yeah, please don't. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's how I was thinking. But anyway, we'll just go right around the table. Uh, I'm assuming we're going to have a lot of similar players. Um, we'll start with the big one. Uh, we'll do MVP. Um, I think... Uh, it's probably unanimous here at the it's, table. It's... Uh, I, mean, maybe, I mean, I last week I said mine was girly. Um, because he was on pace to break LaDainian Tomlinson's record. I still think if he does break the record, you got to give it to him. Um, and then just give Mahomes Offensive Player of the Year. Whatever order we got those two players in, it's it's one of the two, right? Yeah, it's whoever doesn't get MVP gets Offensive Player of the Year. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. 
So are are we all in agreement that the MVP is Todd Gurley? Yes. Yes. All right. Yeah, okay. I is- had a, I had a conversation with my dad before coming here today. I was like, I was sitting down. We were watching like a sports channel. I was talking with him, and it was like, all right, I got to get going to Justin's house soon. We got to record. Blah blah blah. He's like, oh, what are you guys gonna talk about today? Like, well, I think we're doing midseason awards and talking about the MVP and whatnot. And I was like. I'm of course I'm gonna say Pat Mahomes and Justin's gonna sit there and argue with me for 20 minutes that it's Todd Gurley. Right, I would. And then too. like my dad, my dad looked at me and he's like, "Yeah, but you know Todd Gurley is like half carrying that team. Not that he's like, not that Goff has been playing bad or anything, but the way Gurley is, you know, that is a ground and pound team that runs through Gurley, right? And the way he's playing, he deserves it. I was like, "Damn, Dad." Right. <laughs> So shout out Papa Dustman. Yeah, shout out. So, shout out, Dad. I love you. Unanimous MVP Todd Gurley. Unanimous offensive player uh, is um, Pat Mahomes. Uh, yeah, hundred um, percent. Defensive player of the year. This is kind of a hard one. A little bit, especially because Khalil Mack has kind of fallen off his pace. He oh yeah, he's, he's definitely hurt. fallen off his pace because he's hurt. He's hurt. That's the only reason why he's fallen off his pace. Do we give it to the guy leading the league in sacks? Do we give it to? I mean, who who do you? I would still give it to Cleo Mack. You would still you give, would it, still to give it to Mack? Mack. It's it's undisputed the difference that he makes when he's active on the field. That's true. Um, I get it. There is he has a presence to him. He doesn't even have to personally have good stats. Him being on the field exerts a presence, and teams feel it. Not too many other defensive players are doing that this year. J.J. Watt's not doing it. No, I think he is. I, I think was, arguably J.J. Watt is. I was going to say— He's starting to now. I was going to say J.J. Watt because J.J. Watt is— I know we memed about him like he's going to get injured again, and he hasn't gotten injured yet. And because of that, the Houston defense has been on the rise. He leads the league in sacks. He still does. Him and T.J. are still tied, or he leads the league in sacks still, right? How many did he get on Sunday? T.J. had one. How many did JJ have? Well, he played Thursday night, so I can't. He remember. played Thursday night. Well, I don't well, how many? Yeah, I don't remember how many he had on Thursday. I'll, I'll, well, as you were talking about, TJ got one on Sunday. I don't know how many JJ got on Thursday. I'd be surprised if TJ just got one. We we like. But TJ just had one. As far as I remember, he only had one sack. But well, uh, how crazy? As as a quick aside, how crazy is it that we have two brothers right now who are trading the sack lead in the NFL back and forth? It's lit. But uh, I don't know. Uh, you're not wrong, dude. Like you're, you're. I don't think either of these answers are wrong. Yeah, no, no. I, I know we're just like debating about it and everything. I get where I get where you're coming from. Like if you, if like if the both of you are going like JJ Watt and I'm going like Khalil Mack, I'll bend for JJ Watt. That's perfectly fine. I think they're both very similar in the caliber that they play at. I just think that uh, JJ's um, been more so of a slower bird coming all, into the season. We're all dumb, huh? Aaron Donald leads the league in sacks. Does he now? I, he, he must have taken. He has ten. Okay. I think he's. D, I think he's D, sacked okay. Rogers. D. Ford, Miles Garrett, Danielle Hunter, Von Miller, Jason Pierre-Paul, and J.J. Watt all have eight. All right. Bradley Chubb, Carlos Dunlap, and T.J. all have seven. Nah, okay, so J.J. So is one ahead of him now. Ten. All right. Yeah, J.J. Watt had one sack this week, so him and C. Him and T.J. had. We kind of okay now. Ford, however, J.J. has uh, more tackles than Aaron does. He has thirty. Um, so I'll kind of guess you throw that in there for whatever. Um, also, J.J. Watt has, uh, four forced fumbles. Yeah. How many does, uh, Mac have? Mac has, actually, Khalil Mac fell pretty far because he's been hurt. He has four. 
Okay. How many does four. a D Ford have? Four. D Ford. I'm telling a lot of. Like, I, 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 I want to keep the I want to keep the home bias out of it since I give it so often. But as I mentioned earlier, D Ford is the highest rated uh, edge pass rusher on Pro Football Focus. Like he is up there. I well, don't. I don't know if he has the flash or the the. Or he, he's not like it's a contract year for him too, and he's playing out of his mind. But like he, he doesn't have he doesn't have like the the name standing power of a Watt or a Mac or a Donald. Who I, cares? I, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I think arguably it's, it's pretty close between a lot of those guys. Yeah, that's why I'm it's saying because it's pull. because it's pretty close between a lot of those guys. I don't think I could give it to Ford. Not beat, um, beat J, like list JJ Watt, Cleo Mack, Aaron Donald. Vaughn like, Miller. Vaughn Miller's been great too. There's a lot of really good defensive players this year. Um, getting shit done. So offensive rookie of the year, unanimous. Is it Saquon? Yeah, it's Saquon. Yeah, it has to be Saquon at this point. He's the only thing that's been saving that team on anything. Yeah. Defensive player of the year, I have Derwin James. A rookie. My defensive rookie of the year. Oh, I asked the Denzel Ward. I, my my preseason one was Derwin James. I'm sticking with Derwin James. Uh, I would Ward. say I'm I, I would Ward. say Ward as well. Okay. Um, this is an interesting one. I talked about it on my sh- on my show last week. Comeback Player of the Year. Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson. Wow, you guys. All, okay, I have Adrian Peterson too. <laughs> okay. yeah. Yeah. No, there's no there's no dispute. Well, no, that's what he's gonna... the oldest. He's the oldest player with was it a 60 yard touchdown? There was yeah. something that he did since Jim Thorpe. That's comeback player of the year material, my boy. <laughs> no, only reason why that's like rare, I think, is because a lot of times that award gets given to like a player coming back from injury. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's I think rare that a player has an actual comeback. Coach of the year, McVay or Reed? I was gonna say Andy Reed. I would, I would probably say Andy Reed. Maybe because, maybe because in my psyche here, digging deep. It's because I expected Sean McVay to turn it the fuck on this year, and I did not expect as much from Andy Reid this year. I give it to Andy Reid because the of the confidence of going with Mahomes. Because of the confidence of going with Mahomes. And completely being right. And completely being right. Completely being right. It was, God, Andy Reid must be feeling so fucking good for getting rid of Alex He's Smith. getting three grand slams at Denny's. Three whole grand slams. I got extra bacon. I made a good call. Yeah, um, a couple Hawaiian shirts. How about the cheese? All right. Nobody screams in the locker room. So it's been four weeks, and uh, now we're doing the power rankings again. Uh, we'll do the same thing as last time. I do all 32 teams because I'm a psychopath. Um, you guys just want to do your top 10 uh, from 10 down to 1, and then I'll do the same thing, and then I'll just start with 10. I'll go super, super quick down uh, my list, and there's also a really funny meme in here that I think both of you will appreciate. Yeah, and I, I know about it already because I listened to your oh, show. You listen- what, what's your show, Kuiper? Oh, my show. Uh, I have a sports talk show every single Monday called Kuiper Knows Best on YSNLive.com that you can listen to from 10 to 12 every single Monday. Yeah, there you go. YSNLive.com slash Kuiper. Yes. If anyway. you follow me on Twitter, I usually tweet it out right before I go on. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I guess oh, I can start it off. I yeah, guess I'll, I'll go first if you want. No, I mean I have it up. Uh, Both of you. At number ten, I've got the Houston Texans. Ooh, fancy schmancy. Uh, I don't one hundred percent am all in on them yet because of injury history with multiple talents on that team. But uh, yeah, okay. right now they are playing out of their minds, and uh, if they keep it up, they will continue to rise. At number nine, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. The talent on that team is undeniable. That pass rush is terrifying. They are getting themselves into the groove they need to get. They will be getting Le'Veon Bell back finally. 
He's out of. He doesn't have a, really have a choice after this week. So he will be coming back, and if they find some way to line both of those backs up, it's going to be nuts. You, you see what happens in, in New Orleans. They could do a similar thing. I don't see why not. Mm-hmm. I don't see why not. That would be absolutely insane. God, right. I don't even want to think about that. No, I can't. And number eight, <laughs> I have the Minnesota Vikings. Despite a kind of embarrassing loss to the Saints, you have to remember that the Saints are uh, way higher up on this list for a good reason. Yeah. And uh, also, just like unfortunate things happen to them a lot of the time. Uh, I think see people are... starting to starting to get sour on Kirk Cousins, and uh, maybe they're figuring out why he couldn't lead the Redskins to a division title that that uh, Alex Smith is doing right now. Ooh, hot maybe. take, hot take, take it out the oven, not putting it back in. I don't know. It's tell scolded. me, tell me what he's Almost doing wrong. It. Tell me what Almost he's doing wrong if take. you think he's doing something wrong. I'd love to know. Kirk Cousins? Yeah. He just he just never makes the play. Yeah. Like Tell he, me tell me when. He he just really like But you don't know when because you haven't seen it. What do you mean? Like I haven't seen him do it? No, you haven't seen when he's made these mistakes that people love talking about. You maybe you haven't seen the play because it hasn't happened, but That's the thing. I, I see no evidence to back the, it. He hasn't made the mistakes, but he hasn't made the play. It's kind of like a I it, it's, this, this is why they need this kind of why they need uh they need Cook back, but uh, yep. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. But the team, the team is still hella stacked. Adam Thielen's a goddamn machine. Stefan Diggs proved on Sunday that he's still really good too. Even though Thielen's been getting all the looks and all the talk. What were they in your rank? Eight. Eight. What, okay. The Vikings. Yeah, okay, I, I, oh, okay. I forgot what number that he put the Vikings. Yeah, at. yeah, I'm an eight. Okay. But anyway, yeah. So the Vikings are still good. Don't go. Don't go to sleep. You'll get. You'll get shaken awake by them. Uh, at number seven, I have the Redskins. Okay. The Washington Redskins. They have been very surprising this year. And I, I said it uh, three weeks ago, I think, that they were going to be a team you did not expect to be good. And yeah, the, the, Not a team are. you would expect to be good. Again, Adrian Peterson has carried that. Their defense has played better. And, I mean, this is what Alex Smith does. He's only won division title after division title. He is a number one overall pick, and he's playing as well as he has his whole career. Right. A healthy Washington Redskins offensive line is huge because they have actually, when it's healthy, one of the better offensive lines in the NFL that never gets talked about. Yep, because it's always hurt. Yeah, and Adrian Peterson running the football well, really kind of making do with some subpar weapons on, uh, on the offensive side. The perfect and change their, of pace with Chris Thompson. Yeah, and their defense. I think the last like the last three weeks they've gone up against. They went up against Christian McCaffrey. They went up against uh, Ezekiel Elliott, and then last uh, the, the, just uh, on Sunday they went up against Saquon Barkley, and not a single one of them had like eighty rushing yards. Not a single one of them. That's a good defense, mm-hmm. Washington. But yeah, Redskins. Uh, they they keep it up. They will. Most likely win their division. Mm-hmm. They will uh, go to the playoffs where Alex Smith might choke because it's Alex Smith. Well, this is true, and the NFC is just going to be real tough. It's just going to be really hard to advance in the playoffs in general because uh, a big chunk of these are AFC teams. Oh, well, AFC teams, I mean. Big surprise, right? Yeah. Um, number six is the LA Chargers. Uh, another team people going sleepy sleep on. They really good though. 
Yeah, and their only losses are to Kansas City and the Chargers the and, and the Rams. Oh, the only the only two losses are uh, against the two best teams on this list. Isn't that weird? <laughs> uh, they have they have a stronger defense than than people like to talk Bosa's about. Bosa's back and playing. Joey Bosa's back and playing, and that makes a world of a difference for that team. Mm-hmm. He is he is like the captain of that defense. He always rallies rallies everybody up. He's yep. incredibly talented. It means the world to have that defense having him back. I, d- I don't want to make any predictions, Justin, but I am about 90% sure mm-hmm. that me and your top five is going to be exactly the same. But go on. Okay. Uh, well, we'll move on from there. The Chargers going to win more games. going to be a hotly contested division between them and the Chiefs, and it will be fun. Oh, yeah. I, I can't wait for that That next Chargers-Chiefs game, now that the Chargers have both back. It's going to mean be... so much more. The only thing I, the only thing that makes me happy is the game we won was in L.A., so they have to come to Kansas City Yeah, to which play. also means something, a lot of something. Uh, number five, I have the New England Patriots. Uh, big surprise here, they're really good. <laughs> Remember back in September, like every year, people were like, oh, my God, the Patriots losing games. What are they going to do? It's going to fall apart. Here they are. Same old Patriots, same old scheme. They've got Josh Gordon, who progressively through each week is getting more and more involved in the offense. He is clearly very talented, and Cleveland is clearly fucking stupid for trading him for his, <laughs> for literally a five-buck box. Bill Belichick probably did a little dance when that trade came in. Yeah, you surprised I'm not. No, no. Number four, Carolina Panthers. I am... I am... Hashtag so wrong. keep pounding. I am so fucking wrong about that team, and I'm perfectly fine. Remember how many wins I predicted them having? No, I don't remember. Four. Oh, goddamn. I thought they were going to fall apart. I think when I did my research into the team, I mean, I say it all the time, I North Turner is the secret sauce there. If he got Cam Newton's play up, and he has. Funchess has turned into a good receiver. McCaffrey's actually running the ball. Their defense well, is still good. Well, they're finally giving the ball to McCaffrey. The, one, of the, one of the most interesting things we all known, everybody has known that Christian McCaffrey's a very talented running back, but he never got the ball. Cam always just took Cam off. Just kept it, yeah. Yeah, he just kept it and took off. Now they're throwing it to him. Exactly. But, uh, but yeah, they're, they've been very impressive and Completely caught me off guard. So I thought they were going to fall apart. But you're right. That secret sauce. <laughs> he is the secret sauce. Uh, I He found out that Cam Newton's actually coachable. And it's weird. And, and it's, it's making not things happen. anybody really thought was possible. No. Like, t- he's throwing passes. Like you never, of his yeah, passes. You never that, that thought. That was the target. That's the target that I said. Yeah. I said 65%. That's what yeah. North Turner wanted. Yeah, that's amazing. And he got it, too. <laughs> Nobody ever thought in a million years that Cam Newton would be that coachable, and North Turner pulled it out from him. And now this team is scary. Now this team is a Super Bowl contender if they keep it up. And, oh, my God. <laughs> the NFC is just insane. It's, it's so stacked. NFC is just insane. But, yeah, the Panthers, excellent. Come, nobody expected it coming into this season, and I'm happy for it. A good Panthers team is interesting. Uh, number three is the New Orleans Saints. No surprise here. They are dumb good. They've got Mark Ingram back. It's showing Drew Brees can take it easier now. Easier, and he's almost is he is he still above eighty percent completion rate? Yep. Yep. Jesus Christ. He's got a what is it a ninety eight percent completion rate? To uh, is it ninety eight or is it ninety five? 
He has a nine. Oh, to to Michael Thomas. To Michael Thomas, it's 95%. yeah. Ninety five percent. It's ninety five. Okay. When he throws the ball to Michael Thomas, he's completing at ninety five percent of the time. Yeah, that's insane. That that's that combination is uh, ridiculous. Dumb. And you got Alpha Kamara, and you got Mark Ingram. That is is too good. Uh, Ted Ginn being out, not fun, but they're making do. You've got your two running backs back. You're going to play even better than you were, and you were already winning games. Here we go. Saints going to Saints Saints going to finish probably the top in their division here. They're going to get a bye probably going into the playoffs. They will win more games. Okay. Number 2 is the Kansas City Chiefs. Wh- what? What could we possibly say about the Chiefs? I don't know. They just have m- one more loss than the number 1 team, the Los Angeles Rams. That's it. <laughs> because Honestly, both those teams are obviously the two best teams in the league for pretty similar reasons. And it's been trending this way the whole time. The only reason I would would have put a a two, I would put a number one tie. If both those teams were undefeated, it would have been a number one tie between those two. But the only reason the Chiefs are number two is because they have a loss. Yeah. If the Packers would have beat the Rams on Sunday, I would have tied them at number one. (laughs) <laughs> I would have done it. That's really funny. I don't know who the fuck to pick between these two teams. That's really funny. We're going to find out in a couple of weeks. We will. They, it, it's going to happen. In Mexico City. <sighs> Which is a very interesting place to have that game. It's going to be weird. field. Beautiful. Oh, it's it's it. going to be. All right, game. Matt. Give, I'm done give, talking. Give the people your top ten. Well, then. That was a... That was a I didn't know how long I could make that silence go. I'm sorry. <laughs> I bet you thought, I bet you looked at your phone, thought that, man, what happened to podcast? I lose the internet? No, Matt's a cuck. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, everybody. Oh, no, it's fine. It's funny. Sorry. Sorry. I'm no. talking from really far behind. They can hear Maybe you. I should bring this with me. You, Here we I go. may Hi, be. Hi, Matt. Maybe so. All right. Who's your All top right, 10 My teams? number 10 is Houston. I mean, like, we already talked a bunch about the teams. I don't really know what else to add about yeah, Houston. Then just, then just keep going. All right, nine, I have Washington. Eight, I have Minnesota. I have Pittsburgh at seven. I have them a little higher than you. I think their upward trend is better. That makes sense. Um, Makes me, oh, God. Just makes him that, nervous. Hearing that I makes, know, it makes you nervous. Hearing that makes Kyber, me queasy, but, dude. I it know, makes, but it is how it is. It makes my tummy hurt. The traditional Steeler, the traditional Steeler fate cycle. Oh, man. Speaking of cycles, we're a couple weeks away from figuring out if it truly has been reversed. Oh, my God. And if it has been... I don't want to play you. Oh, man. Oh, no, no, wait. You do. I I do want to play you. You do. I do want to play play the Patriots. Please. Please don't beat the Patriots. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, we both have the Chargers at six, me and Jusby. Um, They're... Sneaky scary. Again, I find it crazy how no one gives them the respect they deserve. They never have. I I get it because they haven't haven't truly earned it, and they've been in Kansas City's shadow for the last four years now. And it's a low-market team. And nobody recognizes the act, the quarterback strength. They're, the, they're the shitty. The they're not really the shitty, but the quote-unquote shitty team in LA because the Rams are doing it up. So I I, I like I get it, but at the nobody same time, nobody talks about Philip Rivers. But if you ask him if he's a Hall of Famer, he, everybody says yes. Yeah, yeah right. Everybody's yeah. an asshole. <laughs> um, and then I put Carolina at five. 
Uh, all the reasons we stated, they're one of my sneaky favorite teams this year. I, I mean, I did that report on them. I, can't, I don't know how many times I'm going to say this over this episode this week. Every week we talk about the Panthers. When I did that research into them, I always liked them. The, the only – I mean, the only problem – in front of them is my number three team that I'll talk after because number four is the Patriots. I have the Patriots higher than the Panthers. I think they could beat them. I mean, the Patriots can beat any team in the league. The only reason why they're not higher on this list is because they have a couple losses and they've played close in games that they shouldn't at times, but you win, you win. They don't care how they just ask how many. Right. Um, the saints, we talked about it. Breeze completing over 80%, 90% to Michael Thomas. The The main knock you always heard about the Saints was they couldn't play outside of New Orleans. A lot of their craziest wins have been on the road. They're undefeated on the road. They're undefeated. On, their one loss was at home. Like mm-hmm. all Their craziest wins have been on the road. So that's a monkey off their back. Uh, Ingram's playing great. Uh, Kamara obviously is doing his stuff. They have Ted. They they do have Ted Ginn, right? They're the team with Ted Ginn. He's hurt, yeah, but he's hurt. Well, he's hurt, but he was their deep threat and playing well. Um, I don't know, man. They're they could. They're so good. I I. It's hard for me to truly pick between them and Carolina. Just Carolina's wins have been scrappy at times, so it makes me like hesitate to really want to switch them back and forth. You find a lot that those scrappy teams, like, get further in the playoffs a lot. Oh, you yeah, know, that's true. So, like, I don't know, I think, obviously, I, th- I still think the Saints are going to the Super Bowl again. I think so. I think they're going to hit the Super Bowl. I think they will hurdle over the Rams. Yeah, we and they will have hurdle. to play the Rams, and they will get over them. They played this week. Yeah. And oh, boy. I can't wait. Oh, it's going to be a damn good game. There's so many good games coming into this week here. Right. Oh. Spe- speaking of the Rams, that's my number two. Number Oh, yeah, because you're a Chiefs fan. You're number one's Chiefs. No. I, was, I almost put – I want to let you guys know right now. I almost put the Packers at number 10. I, f- I have them at like 11 or 12. I have them at arguable. 11. Have if they had won that game, they would have been in a 10 for sure. Yeah, if they won that game, they were in the 10th spot, guaranteed. Uh, Which is kind of unfortunate because they should have won that game. But you know, but it's, it is how it is. Yeah, Bymont gone, Marie. Gone, Marie. Bymont gone, Marie. Bymont gone, Marie. Anyway, yeah, I, w- I almost did it. That close, mm-hmm. but uh, because okay. oh my god. But yeah, so yeah, I I did put the Chiefs at one. You know, home field bias, whatever. Fuck you. Like I said, the only <laughs> thing is the only thing that keeps best them separated. Pad, best edge rush, best offense. Great weapons. Mahomes leading the league in touchdown passes. Kareem hit Kareem hitting his stride. Hurdling people. <laughs> As, laughing at a sidebar thing that Justin just gave me a look. I'm sorry. Anyway, the things that the Chiefs are doing are scary, and the defense plays better every week. And if I, I said it, they don't if they don't need to be the thirty second best defense. They could be the 20th best defense in the NFL, and this team's winning the Super Bowl. Right. Uh, also, uh, like I said, the only thing that keeps those teams separate is a loss. Well, so November 11th? Yep, November 11th. All right, oh so my my <laughs> number 10 team is the Steelers, and I'm sad. 
Steelers and he's sad. I'm Steelers and I'm sad. Steelers and uh, he's sad. Probably going to lose back-to-back games against the Ravens and the Panthers. Um, so that's sad. That really sucks. Um, number nine, I have the Eagles. And I know I kind of bash on the Eagles a lot. Uh, but I still think Carson Wentz is the best quarterback in that division. They have the best uh, pass rush. Not the best pass rush, but they have like the best individual defensive player in the division in Fletcher Cox. Um, they still got really good weapons on offense with Alshon Jeffrey, Nelson Aguilar, and Zach Ertz. Dallas Goddard, the rookie, has been playing really well. Uh, so I have the Eagles at nine. I have the Bears at eight. I, you guys, I mean, it's fine, but like I put the Bears in my top 10 still. Um, the Bears are a Randall Cobb tackle and a better thrown Hail Mary pass from only having, what, two loss, three, one loss on the year? Yeah. So to me, that's like worthy of a top 10 spot. I don't think they finish in the top 10, uh, but I have them there right now. Uh, these two teams we've swapped a couple times between the three of us. Uh, number seven, I have the Chargers. Number six is the Redskins. Um, Redskins defense manned in the middle by two Alabama boys, Jonathan Allen and, uh, the other one's name is, uh, slipping my mind right now, but they've drafted two straight defensive tackles from Alabama and they're both really good. Um, and then my top five is the exact same as Justin's, uh, the Patriots. I will say though, I mean, the Patriots are only up six and I penciled them in there because I was like, ah, there's no way they lose. I'll tell you what. If the Patriots do lose to the Bills... It's not the Patriots' fault. It's Shane's dad's it is, curse. It is Shane's dad's curse. So, I'll rank Shane's dad. Well, the problem is, well, is, it, is, it still, <laughs> is it still 6 no, no, sorry, 9 nothing it's, right it's now? It's 9-3. Oh, 9-3. And, and the Patriots were actually trying to get down the field at, before halftime to score, and they failed to do so. Yeah, but, like, if the Bills so. can't still can't move the ball, the game will end 9-3 or 9-6. Yeah, the game will end 9-3. No, I, I mean, we're not a fantasy show, but I need it to end 12-3. I also need it to not end 9-3, and I need Julian Edelman to catch a couple more passes. Right well, now he's got 12.5 points. Wait, i got to check the scoring summary. Oh, oh Julian Ju- Ju- Edelman caught a pass. All right, good, because that means I lost to my other league. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I need I need them to score one more time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's not a fantasy podcast. It's not a fantasy Remember, podcast. I'm sorry, Power Rankings. Um, so Patriots and then the Panthers, um, Saints, uh, Chiefs, and the Rams are at, of course, number one. They're the last unbeaten team. Um, it's going to be interesting with the Saints playing the Rams, um, what's going to happen with that. But as always, I'm going to go down from 11 to 32 because I'm crazy and I rank all 32 teams. Yeah, just, every... just hit it quick. Um, 11 is the Ravens right underneath the Steelers because that's where that's they should, it is. what they should be. I, I don't we... know. The Ravens are starting to show they are who we think they are. Yeah, good true. against bad teams, bad against good teams. That's right. Well, what does that make the Steelers? They already beat us. Um, bad team? Probably. Um Number 12 and 13 is the exact same as week four. It's the Packers and the Vikings in that order. I didn't move them. I just left the Packers and the Vikings right there because that's probably where they'll finish at the end of the year. Damn. Right there. 12 and 13. Uh, number 14, I do res- pay respect to the next two teams we just talked about. 14 and 15 is the Seahawks. I have them up from eight spots. The Texans are at 15. I have them up 15 spots. I originally had them at 30. Um, after that is the Bengals. I dropped them a lot because the Bengals suck. They're not any good. Uh, then the Lions, because they've been playing a little bit better. Cowboys, I dropped them down because they didn't play, and a lot of the other teams that I just mentioned have been playing better, uh, the Seahawks and the Texans and the Lions. So by de facto, the Cowboys do have to drop. I put the Bucks next at 19. I put the Colts <laughs> up to 20. 
That's like, not, you know, that's it's, fair. It's, it's, I feel like that's kind of where they are. I'm not totally sold. The Raiders are bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not super I'm not, sold on them. I'm not them. sold on them either. I'm just more impressed. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Falcons are next at 21. Uh, the Browns I put down at 22. Uh, the Broncos, 23. The Titans, 24. And then uh, the next uh, three teams are the other three AFC East teams. Hey, where are the Titans at for you week four? Whoo, they were number five. Yep. Oh, Woo, man. I dropped them 19 <laughs> spots. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> but then after them, I have the Dolphins, Bills, and Jets all in a row. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I, don't know. I, roll, just, roll, I just threw all three. They're, are, they're all about the same. Yeah, they're all about uh, yeah, the same roll, roll a three-sided die on which yeah. one you want. <laughs> um, following them, I have the Cardinals. Uh, the Niners are underneath them. The Cardinals' only two wins this year are against the 49ers. Um, the Giants are at 30. The Raiders are at 31. So, Matt. There's one team left. There's one team left. That I haven't mentioned yet. Who is I'm it? Shuffling. Were you paying attention? Would, would you like to know who that is? Fuck the Raiders! He said the Raiders. I said the Raiders. Oh, they were 30. They were, they th- were 31. They were 31. They were the 31? Yeah. I thought you said a different team. No. Okay, then what team did you not say? Uh, My number 32 team is the Jaguars. <laughs> Still fuck the Raiders. Listen, then. listen, man. Jacksonville, I'm sorry. Oh, this is All right. this is your redemption shot. I am I'm I'm reversing my own curse. Jaguars right? about to win the next four you games in a row. You haven't won since I put shit number one. You haven't won a game. <laughs> I'm putting you at number thirty-two. So by week twelve, damn it, go four and oh. I'll put you back at one. <laughs> And then you'll lose the, and you'll finish eight and eight. Oh my god, I can't wait for the science behind this. If they rattle off four in a row, if they rattle off four in a row, they better fucking hire you for something, <laughs> or not hire me, because I've done, I did bad first. Yeah, but I now you're doing, them. now you're giving them the good. You're, you're giving them the, the big do, win. The Jaguars are the first team in any power ranking in history to drop thirty-one spots. <laughs> So I mean we're angry, not super we're not superstitious here. Yeah. So angriest, stop making fun of me on Twitter. <laughs> all right. Stop making fun of me. I put him at thirty-two. Don't get, stop angry. I'm gonna reverse the jinx. All right. They're gonna win the next four. They're gonna they're gonna do all right. He played the reverse card in Uno. It's coming back. That's right. Speaking <laughs> of angry, uh, you, you know what angry has done that none of nobody else has done so far. He's uh, subscribed to us at patreon.com slash F-A-D-P-O-D. Did you say F-A-D-P-O-D? Yeah, I sure did, and he subscribed to the $10 tier. You want to know what the $10 tier gets you, Matt? I think something about being a super fatty. Yeah, it gets you the fat pod deep cuts. And what those are, there's a pretty wait, deep wait, wait, cut. Deep cuts? Yeah, it's a deepy-ass cut. And what it is is you get to listen to our sound checks. Almost like a little pre-showy thing, but we don't talk about a whole lot of football. Most of the time, one of us is eating. One of us today is prob- it was me. Yeah. Today, <laughs> somebody's it's mad. Somebody's eating. Sometimes somebody's playing a Nintendo Switch. Sometimes I'm yelling at you guys to do certain things or talk into the microphone because we're at a sound check. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. We, it's a we, mess. We go around for 10, 15, 20 minutes sometimes, and it's just bonus content. Anytime we want to do any bonus content, well, sometimes one day maybe we want to rant about something in a post show. Uh, 
or if we want to continue an off the rails segment, we'll make it its own thing. We'll put it in deep cuts anytime we want to. Anytime something extra, it will go. Yeah, into anything deep cuts. that we do extra will be a deep cut. And if you want, and if you like what we do for you, we'd hope you support us, and you can get access to that bonus content. Also, just Otherwise, to let you know of some upcoming bonus content. Um, it, it's way later on here, but uh, the week before the Super Bowl. I'm going to upload the very first thing we recorded as a unit. Oh, you got you're want you're going to want to be there for that. Yeah, it's uh, it's we recorded right after the Super Bowl last year. We did our first test recording, and uh, we weren't quite ready yet, but we wanted to <laughs> talk about the Super Bowl, and it was uh, a mess. It was funny. I want uh, It was fun. I want to say, uh, not trying to you know puff myself up, but I've been doing this type of stuff for a long time, and. Matt, Justin, and Corey have pretty much never done anything in this format ever before. Nah, this is and, our first uh, foray into and, talking. Uh, not and obviously that first recording that you guys are going to get to listen to if you subscribe on the Patreon, which it it is on our Twitter and our Facebook, correct? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it's on there. It's linked on there. It's the same as our Twitter, and Facebook okay. too. It's F A D P O D. So um, but anyway, um, I I gotta say like how the way you three have improved is really good. Aww. Thanks, like, bud. The, the three of you have done a really good job, um, especially, like, and and out of the three of you, I've known Corey the longest. Um, Corey, has, obviously, I mean, you're, you and Corey are related. I've known so him my entire life. You've known yeah. him my entire life. Right. But, um, you know, Corey's never been uh, – the, the Corey's extremely funny and extremely charismatic, but he certainly isn't the bubbling over ego that I am. So, right. Um, <laughs> You know, so I'm really proud of Corey that he is doing such a good job doing this, despite him not being here today because he's chasing down Hugh Jackson. And, and the same God, thing. I really wish you would have found him. We I know, right? But dot 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 investigative journalism. Yes. The callback. Could we couldn't? Uh, if you don't know what that is, go back. Go back. Um. But yeah. So if you want to give us money for this great content that you're listening to right now. Yep. There's a ten dollar tier right below. That is the five dollar tier, which. It's the big fatty. It's the big fatty where we shout you out every episode. Shout out to Angriest, our only uh, Patreon subscriber again, at the moment. Yeah, we and I, I, I mean we'll shout you out. We'll talk about your favorite team when we when we want to make Patreon posts. You know, you can comment on there. You can submit things you want us to talk about. Like the big thing is uh, for sure because Angriest is a Patreon tier of for us. We're forced. We're like twisted by the arm that we have to one hundred percent talk about the Bills every week. Just that's why we've been giving updates about the game, talking about it, and, and like. Does Angriest really want to hear about the Bills, though? <laughs> I mean, like, what do you think about <laughs> it? I mean, Bills fans want to hear about the Bills. I mean, Shane wants to hear about the Bills even when he doesn't want to. Yeah, I just thought uh, it's just true. they're kind of in like a bad period right now where they're just kind of waiting for Josh Allen to come back. Yeah, no, that's true. It's I, a sad, I, but they I might still have a shot at the Patriots right now. Hey. Uh, there's always a table they can go through somewhere. Hey, Justin. Yeah. Tell everybody our Twitter handles. Oh, man. All right. Bobbert. Go. Wait. There ain't nobody wait, ever wait. named Bobbert. Well, before, before Bobbert, just if if you like what we do and you want to support us at Patreon and you can't – anything you want to give is obviously awesome. We have a $1 tier, just like a thank you for – Showing that you like what we do. It's just the fad pod fatty tier. Yeah. You want to make sure to mention that. Yeah, there is a $1 tier. Yeah. And if you're willing to give a dollar, I would grassly appreciate it. And still, I'm not the point where I think I deserve it yet. But that does go towards more LeBron juice. So I do appreciate it. And 
and things we talked about in our deep cuts. Oh, man, little... maybe you should uh, listen to it. Anyway, Bobbert. Anyway, Bobbert, you're sitting there running on your treadmill at Planet Fitness. <laughs> listen, all right. And... I just want to do a quick aside. When we're super famous and we have a studio TV show. Oh, my God, yes. All right. Literally, the last 10 minutes of our show is going to have a graphic intro where it's a train going towards the, the camera and then it just just crashes and it just off the rails come up and we dedicate the last 10 minutes to belittling our audience and talking about utter nonsense which i'm about to do right which now you're about to do all right all right so, robert borton go ahead and look robert at your borton? go ahead and keep running on your treadmill but while you're doing it look down grab your phone yeah what do you listen to fucking three days grace right now shut that shit off Jesus open Christ, it up what, your... were you born in the 90s he probably was that's our target target audience open up your twitter <laughs> <laughs> Type in at F-A-D-P-O-D in the search bar. Wait, wait, wait. Did you say F-A-D-P-O-D? My sweet baby fucking Jesus, I did, Matt. <laughs> Damn. Then go ahead and give us a follow. You can see when we post stuff. We always do a couple little funny things here and there on it. We'll talk about upcoming shit. You could also do the same on Facebook. Kuiper posts a lot on Facebook. He's a Facebook guy for the most part. Keeps track of our fat pod picks. He does keep track of our fat pod picks, which I won this week, by the way. Nice, nice. I missed one game. Holy shit, dude. Yeah, it was lit. I took a bunch of chances because I need to come back because I'm in last place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't know where I'm at. We'll have to tally that up soon. We'll, we'll, we'll do I'll tally it up here pretty soon since we're at the halfway. Yeah. We're not at the halfway mark of us picking games because right. we didn't start week one. but Yeah. We'll figure that out later. But anyway, so yeah, do that on your Facebook. Go ahead and give our page a like. And then uh, after that, you open up your any whatever podcast service you're listening to us on. I'm currently in the process of trying to get us on Spotify since they've recently opened that up. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah, now pretty much any creator can submit for Spotify. Mm-hmm. So a bunch of people are getting on there now. I'm going to try to get us on there. We'll see what happens. Hell yeah, dude. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send in a submittal this week. Uh, so I'll let you guys know when that happens. But most other podcast services, especially Apple, the Apple Podcast app, the Google Podcast app, go ahead and hit on there. You can search Football After Dark. will show up. Or you can click on the links to them that are always on our Facebook or our Twitter. Uh, go ahead and give us a subscription there. Always helps pad the numbers a little bit, make us look good, because you love us and I love you sometimes. Only when you're hitting the buttons. <laughs> now, I love you all all the time. Thank you very much for listening to Football yeah. After Dark today. For real, thank you, guys. Midway point through our first season of doing this, I am... Midway point through the regular season, we, and we again, we've been doing this since regularly since April, May, and I feel like we get better every week. I meme after every episode, the I love you, I don't, we hit the thing, and then I turn to Kuiper, and I always say, this is our best episode ever, and I really, truly feel that today. But Corey's not here. I did. Come on! <laughs> Don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Oh, but man, see, but dude. see, no, it's it's part of it because Corey's doing God's work. Searching right, for he's out right there doing shit for us. He's got the Pope hat on. <laughs> <laughs> he's the football. Pope. He's out there getting us our Chick Fil A oh, sponsorship. Uh, we have to figure out who the Pussy Coach of the Week is. You was uh, gonna be Mike McCarthy. That's right. McCarthy. It's it's gonna be perpetually Mike McCarthy until he figures his shit out. Anyway, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say until he cuts time on Monday. <laughs> He doesn't have to cut tie. Oh, so it's just the rest of the year. He doesn't have to cut tie. I was, oh I was, my I was, God. When I was saying that you need cut, I knew you get. he's not getting cut is what right. I said right after that because I know he's not getting cut. He needs cut. 
Yeah. Just just to prove a point. He'd be used as a scapegoat. He doesn't deserve to get cut, really, but he need he would need to be used as a scapegoat. But that's besides the point. I was really mad. I still like you, Ty. The football pope hath spoketh. Hath spoketh. Lots of ethicists at the end of words. If. Ooh, baby. Anyway. Hit the train whistle. Um, I am very. We're off. I'm, I'm new to football, newer than everybody else here, but we've been watching for a few years. Uh, I get more and more humbled every week I do this. I learn a lot from all of you Aww. and from all the research I do for this show now because of typing up the Jubby Report, looking at stats. I learn a lot from that. you too, Justin, actually, I, because yeah. your fresh perspective on the league, like – you say things that I don't expect. I don't learn anything from either of you because I know more. Yeah, that's all right. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you say whatever, man. I'm man, kidding. Let's go back to when Kuiper put the Jags at one. Ah, cut it off. Hit the button. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hitting the button. I love you. I don't. Goodbye. No. Hit the button. No.